Is it the port? Sometimes the ports work better in other holes. <laughs> it might be that mic itself. Whichever one she prefers. Yeah, whichever she whichever prefers. one she prefers. Whichever yeah. she prefers. Sure. That's the new that's what that, she said. Yeah. Whichever she prefers. Like, you know, you could push it in a little bit or you could pull it out. Yeah. Whichever she prefers. Maybe, maybe not just the tip. I mean, and when and you think about it. the game that we're playing, it's whichever she prefers. If that's what she said is like a year or two away from like getting me too'd and, and you'll get fired if you say that's it's what it's she said. Where, where yeah, we're pretty close to it. Then we have to evolve. We have to keep that sort of humor alive. Michael Scott would want it. I would want it. So whichever she prefers is like, hey, you can have it your way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However she wants it. That flows better. <laughs> well, even that statement itself That's might be uh, taken out of context. Yeah. Well. Where people are walking around the streets crowd are wearing masks. Oh, yeah. Everyone's speaking. China. That's the weird thing. China, I thought, was there to begin with. And maybe that's what curbed this a little for them, is because they were walking around the streets. I want to say maybe 10 to 20% of the population was already wearing masks because of bird flu, avian pollution. flu, pollution. Something from 15 years ago resonated with them, and it wasn't uncommon after that to see people walking around with masks. Yeah. True. Um, I think that was that where we're going to be now as a Western society. Are we going to be – it's going to be more common in the next decade to see people just wearing masks to be on the safe side. I've been putting a lot of thought into that uh, and, and, like, where do we where do we go when we get out of this thing? What's out of it? I mean, we're, we're, I assume out of it would mean – Out of our homes, like physically out of our homes, the hesitation – um, of going back to the way things were. Without the quarantines, when, yeah. when there's probably some sort of notable vaccine. Some semblance of reality. Yeah, yeah, notable is the important word, not this chloroquine malaria shit that can cause hives and deaths in the elderly and <laughs> right. is untested in children that they want to pedal out very quickly. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that a little later, but uh, if you've seen, con- have you seen Contagion, Morgan? Never. If you could only see his face at home whenever that question was I asked. ask him, every every Corona-centric every episode, I ask mm-hmm. him about Contagion just to piss him off a little bit more. Um, but chloroquine and the way that they're pushing this out, we'll get into it, is uh, the Jude Law equivalent, uh, the Forsythia thing. I, I feel the government is playing the role of Jude Law with, with this thing right now. But how ironic is that, that it's the government playing that role instead of some schmuck like Alex Jones? That's incredibly disconcerting. Well, Alex Jones never had a shot at being the savior in this sort of situation. But uh, Morgan uh, has expressed on previous episodes that the government I- I- and the political regime that's in control, they want to be the people that dig us out of this this hole that we're in so that they can come out on top of it and gain the trust of the people they didn't have the trust with going into it so it, it would well. make sense to me if they rush stuff out that uh for sh- the short term seems as if it is uh, a, well, a beneficial thing solution I, I, i've been worried about that with the vaccine even when they're saying you know it's going to take uh, you know 12 to 18 months and then they start talking about something faster than that i'm yeah. I, I worry about that a little bit same here why are we cutting corners just i understand why we maybe want to try to make things faster but there's probably good reason that it's not that fast in the first place yes um is there an intro yeah does there need to be well yeah here's the here's the intro because people may not uh, remember your voice even though they should 
Uh, that's that's very flattering. Thank you. This is meandering episode twenty one M twenty one. Didn't look this one up. Is that a gun or a pill? It's one or the other. Gun or pill. Every <laughs> every episode that we've ever had, Miguel has been a gun or a pill. M something. Yeah. Uh, M and then uh, the following number. It's either a gun or a pill on Google. Maybe it's a tank. Yeah, it could be or a mortar. This could be. <laughs> what is an M21? Yeah. I want to say that's a gun. That sounds like a gun. Sniper weapon. It is a system. sniper rifle. Wow. So, uh, this, uh, yeah, that's the symbolism of this episode. Will feel like you're getting hit by a bullet from a sniper rifle. Yeah, a mile away. Well, I'm Sasha, and I've got my my good friend Morgan here, of course. What's up? And we've got uh, a special reoccurring guest who has broke quarantine <laughs> to come join us. Really? Yeah. Not yet. We're in we're in the middle. We're in, we're in the heartland of the the country. We're late to the party. We'll be under those strict rules in a couple of weeks. But right now, we are free to move about. Uh, I bet it Metroplex. happens this weekend for Dallas so? County. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll announce a ton of cases tomorrow, uh, and then along with that, they'll they'll lock everybody down in Dallas County. Man, do do you remember the last time you were here, Miguel? This was uh, three or four weeks ago. It was three or four weeks ago, and we were not where we are now with the coronavirus. God but no. uh, internationally, we were getting there. Um, yeah, we, we had a lot of speculation. We had a lot of uh, just thoughts that we were throwing out there and uh, trying to forecast where this thing could go. And, yeah, it went the way that it went. Um there's a couple of interesting topics that we could start with. One of them is the way that this is now being responded to by the general public, I think, is really important to hone in on because we don't get a lot of opportunities to see how the public reacts when shit hits the fan, so to speak. Yeah. Like, very rarely do you get an event of this magnitude that can educate you on the people that you cross paths with on a daily basis yeah and uh, maybe in microcosms you know we've talked about traffic and driving and how you know it's it's never really how responsible and how effective of a driver you are it's really the people driving around you that should make you feel uncomfortable or comfortable like you could be a perfect driver and then get cut off and you're in an accident because somebody was in a rush to get to work I mean, it's, it's such a fascinating thing to watch because it's happening on such a mass scale. Usually whenever we see something like this, it's localized. It's usually people in Louisiana after a hurricane or in California before a hurricane. We're seeing this on a global level. And right now, what's happening in Dallas, for example, is the same video that I'm seeing happening coming out of Sydney in which people are hoarding toilet paper and... Uh, <laughs> Mil- milk is the new toilet paper. What? Yeah, I just yeah, noticed milk today. Is the is new toilet paper perishable? By the way, right, which lasts yeah. at the most what two, three weeks when you're lucky and getting oh, it at Walmart. Two weeks if you're if you're really lucky. Yeah. Tell everybody well, the same thing about the vegetables and fruits out there because every grocery store I've gone in, just looking for my bag of grapes that I want for my week, disgusting. I'm out of it uh, uh, because everybody thinks they can they can stock fruits and veggies for three or four weeks and they'll be fine. Maybe yeah, they, maybe they think they can freeze it. <laughs> Well, I, I, I think we're going to see, like, the largest waste of food on planet Earth ever right now. Uh, everybody right now? Buy- yes, everybody buying all this stuff. Uh, that's Well, just think about the guy who filled his freezer full of meat. If three weeks from now, you know, the grocery stores still have meat and it's pretty readily available and you can go and get it, 
Why is he going to thaw out what he froze? At some point, he's going to look at it and go, I'm not going to eat that frozen crap. He's going to throw it away and go buy a new. Because that's what we do. That's awful to think about, that it, the waste uh, could be to that extent because there's such a large number of guys who are thinking that way. But at the same time, there's another part of me that's just like, well, wait a minute, I kind of empathize with that. Yeah, FOMO, right? Well, to a degree. It's like if things are going the way they're going now and they continue to go that way, and if the global economy is as tied, tied into, you know, a, as we understand it to be, if everything is all connected like it is, there is that worry, even unconsciously, that everything could stop, including the truckers, including the delivery people. Yeah, it, the it, chain reaction, the domino effect of where this, the dominoes aren't done falling. Right. I mean, we're living in a consumer society in which everything is so entwined, it could all just come apart easily. And Correct. everything could stop, including, again, the distribution of food. I mean, it, that's terrifying to think about. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, I don't remember his name, but there's... Um, from the early 1900s, an economist, I want to say, who said anarchy is always nine missed meals away. So if, right. if, if an individual misses nine meals, their psychological um, structure changes from, from the lack of the need to be a survivalist to, okay, now I'm in survival mode. And now right. if, I see, if I see my next-door neighbor bringing in a sack of groceries and my kid hasn't had a meal in nine meals then survival mode's kicking on because I know I can't go to the grocery store and acquire. Now, that's contingent upon not having the finance, uh, the finances to go to the grocery store or the grocery store not having the groceries to begin with. There are, there are a couple pieces to the puzzle that need to fall in place for that sort of vibe to, to exist. But I certainly believe it, it's hard because I don't know where I am on the social ladder as far as... Uh, financially i feel secure enough to last for some time with this yeah but if i feel that way that means there are people who definitely feel more confident in their standing and there's people that feel considerably less. worse right and and i don't feel like i was in a position before to where my standing should elicit that high of a confidence. It's not like, you know, I was a, a six-figure guy raking in who had uh, just 75K sitting in the bank waiting for something bad to happen. Right. I had an emergency fund, but that's probably about it. But, of course, now it's a little bit more of a, a, a safety net. But some pe most people don't have safety nets. Most people are... Paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, paycheck to paycheck. And there's a stat like 60% of Americans don't even have $400 to spare on like uh, emergency automotive. Uh, automotive uh, repairs. Repairs. Right. Yeah, exactly. So a situation like this rears its ugly head very quickly, very swiftly. And you have to... You have to... Man, you have to be pretty cautious about the way it, it, it goes from here. Because, uh, yeah... It's funny that you mentioned that because right now we're seeing so many people. There's no balance. Uh, we're seeing so many people on TV, and maybe it's just the media showing us the polarization, the opposite ends of the spectrum. Because we're seeing either people over hoard and be crazy, or we're seeing people like these spring breakers who basically don't give negligence, shit. Don't, don't care. Yeah, I don't know. I'm if gonna party anyway, man. I've already this. paid for this. Or if you guys can hear this, you may have to edit this, Joshua. But this is uh, that's fine. This is some of the spring breakers. Is this our first news audio or our first? Oh, that's 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 crazy that should have been yeah uh, i know we, we don't have that sort of sophisticated equipment here sir well that's that's what uh typically we record on for. a 
Listen to this, guys. Now, this is uh, some of the spring. Kudos to in Miami, right? This was in Miami. They're kudos. keeping the beaches open in Miami, by the way, thanks to the uh, mayor of Miami, who's already got corona anyway. So he's like, "Who gives a shit?" Like it's all about revenue. Uh, all about revenue. But here's here's his actual clip. Thank you to CBS News for interviewing some of these spring breakers, uh, who basically didn't give a shit. But here's what they have to say. Two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. So we're just out here having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. Like it's really messing up with my spring break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I think it's doing way too much. Doing us bad. We need a refund. This virus ain't that serious. It's serious. It's more serious things out there like hunger and poverty, and we need to address that. Yeah, I mean, we planned this a long time ago, and it was kind of up in the air if we still go, but, like, we're here. I just turned 21 this year, so I'm here to party, so it's kind of disappointing. But we're just making the most of it. We met these other people in our little Airbnb spot, so we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. Ah, she had to put the closes emphasis on there, too. Um, and that last one, yeah, it wasn't satire. That's the scary thing. Just like you said, everything has. I mean, the fact. No, that's that's really her. That's who she is as a human being. <laughs> Every twenty four seven, three sixty five. Yeah. Some and and she's like that halfway because of of the conditioning that she's experienced in her life. But she's also like that because her parents were like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a more uh, than fair thing uh, to assume. Some of that just comes with being young, right? You're invincible. There's a lot of know. young people who don't think that way, though. They're the ones that weren't out there. Yeah, there are some responsible young people out there that get uh, really uh, misrepresented by the negligence and the ignorance of every generation. I, I know I felt that way when I was 20 years old uh, and in my 20s. I, I felt as if, yeah, the people around me are an ill representation of, of, of me. I, I met every girlfriend at a library or at a park. Those are nice places. Those though. are good places to meet women. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> Where, yeah, I don't know about that. I might stay away from the library. Why? I, I just I, I might stay away from the library. Oh. Well, it sounds like you speak from experience, Morgan. You might have had some bad days some after visiting the library. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, <laughs> w- I meet women at the library, not librarians at the library. That's I gotcha. A, that's a film. That's not a date. I mean, the generational divide that this is causing. Was imminent, and this is fast-forwarding it. This is uh, this is really putting it under spotlight. It's one of the many, it's one of the many brewing stories in in American society over the last couple of years that has reached a precipice because coronavirus is here to bring it to a precipice and to a head and say, ah, well, you guys weren't taking care of it on your own. You were just bickering back and forth on a daily basis because that's kind of the model for media and and sustaining these. Uh, these long-term discussions to roll them into election years or, or larger discussions. Coronavirus just really brought that to a head and said, okay, now we're going to present you with the millennials, or I guess these are Gen Zers. These yeah. are mostly Zers. Yeah, yeah these okay. are not millennials. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Gen Zers versus the health of boomers and the health of the greatest generation as well. So pit those two sorts of psychologies against one another, who's going to win? Well, we'll find out who wins because either everyone over the age of 65 gets infected and runs a risk of of 15 to 20% mortality rate, 
and if they do, then I, I've said this before, the blood may be on the hands of the younger people who got them infected. And that's something they'll have to live with for the rest of their lives. Similarly to, you know, when we go to war in that's on exactly the what I was going to say. It's yeah. sort of an inverse of what we've seen throughout history. It is some of the older generations more than willing to send the, the blood of the young to go fight. Yes. That's where the term infantry comes from. You know where that comes from? It's in, from the yeah, Latin the word. The prefix. Infant, uh-huh. Yeah, infant, mm-hmm. uh, which means when the Romans would send out their youths to die first in the front lines. Um, what Everything you're saying is what I had written about earlier this week. I mm. had talked about how it takes a worldwide pandemic sometimes to put other negative aspects of our society under a microscope. Absolutely. Well, one of them has to do with sort of the, uh, the economic problems we have in this country. Oh, man. And another thing has to do with what we're talking about now, which is sort of arrogant complacency. These young people are like, hey, whatever happens, happens. It's like... Whatever. Yeah. But fuck grandma <laughs> along the way. You know, the hell with her. Yeah. She's fuck had- grandma who paid for my spring break ticket. And I don't care if she gets sick. And my I, college education. Right. Yeah, and my Miami A&M college education, if that even exists. <laughs> sorry. Shout out to sorry. all the kids going to school These, these kids being interviewed and the kids who are running out to spring break on a yearly basis, do, do we have the faith that they'll become contributing parts of our society anyways? I don't want, I don't want that girl in any position of influence or power Period. She's going to have kids, most likely. All, all of them you heard will probably procreate if they have not already. Of the opening scene from <laughs> Idiocracy. <laughs> That's true. Remember the opening scene from Idiocracy when you have all these educated people, smart, down-to-earth people saying, yeah, we're putting off having kids just because we're thinking about our livelihood and career. And they have all these idiots basically just popping and popping, popping kids, out. kids, man. It's hard to disagree that that has not already taken place over the course of the last 30 to 40 years you know the inverse of what we're arguing about is that there's a lot of people older uh boomers who were basically putting on facebook months ago that this was a hoax it was a democratic hoax and they were uh, fox news was following someone put a really good compilation video on facebook of uh fox news six weeks ago oh you mean the sean hannity sean hannity uh, uh the judge well this is where we get in a trickle down effect in my opinion because if the person who's at the helm of that funnel of information believes that it's going in one direction then everyone who is in line to follow suit it's it's military it's militaristic in many ways uh there's a general and then there are the people taking orders (laughs) <laughs> and unfortunately, that's the way that that politics w- works. In, it, it's the in way your opinion. family structure works. When your mom or dad say something, generally you fall in line with mm, it. I don't know. Mm, I mean, a kids as may a rebel, kid. rebel against that a little bit, but then when you become an adult, you start to become a what your mom and dad do. That's the nightmare Ooh, scenario, though, is that we yeah, becoming our parents. Yeah, but Will Smith said parents just don't understand, and I think he had something going there. Not parents really. Just don't understand because parents are always trying to equate real time present to what their real time present was when I get it. There's merit there. You do learn and experience more as life goes on and on. But, you know, coming out of Corona here, uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm experiencing it right now uh, with with my parents to a certain degree. I'm trying to lend as open of an ear as I can. But what I'm hearing from them little do they know, are things that I was saying two to three months ago about this. So it's very hard for me to, uh, not dumb it down, but very hard for me to regress in... in Contextualize it for them. Yes, yeah, exactly. And so I just give them the floor, and, and they're, they're not in super all-out panic mode, but they're definitely in 
I watch ABC News in night mode, and this is a real serious thing. Yeah. And I re- I respond with, yeah, um, I, I'm well aware. I was well aware. I just didn't force it down in your throat that I was <laughs> well aware that this was a serious thing. Boy, that's debatable. <laughs> well, if they that's listen... highly debatable, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Okay. I- if... <laughs> <laughs> I forced it down your throat, Morgan, uh, so to speak, because you were here. That sounded disgusting. It, it does. I did not approve of that. W- well, what, rape. Whichever way she prefers. Whichever okay. way she prefers, yeah. <laughs> Damn, we could get in trouble with that one. No, it's being considerate. It's, it is. Uh, it's, it's not true. because in, in the time of, you know, that's what she said, it's probably offensive. It is. We have to have a more nuanced uh, catchphrase, I suppose. Yeah, I'm just worried that whichever way she wants it is less nuanced. <laughs> Is <laughs> less nuanced? Yeah. Okay. Which way she wants it. Uh, <laughs> it also depends on the tone and the, the voice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, which, whichever way. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, I, no bones about it. Two and a half, three months ago, well, m- I want to say one of the episodes you were on, Miguel, yeah. you said, I hope I come back here in two months. And Sasha, you were the biggest fear monger that there was. Uh, and I hope that you were right. And and then I said, I don't think I'm being a fear monger when, when I'm talking about this. And that's an interesting topic to discuss as well, because there are, there are mislabelings of these sorts of things when people speak about them in, in a context that is abrasive to uh, a public that does not have the sort of comprehension for what's being talked about. I, I, what, what I mean is, it, it seems with me personally, just, uh, uh, I'll, I'll be candid here, it began, and not in this circle, but with other people, with family, with friends, for sure. It worked from you're a conspiracy theorist to you're a fear monger to yeah. shit, you're right. <laughs> and if I can remove the the preceding labels uh, in advance of, yes, then I feel more confident moving forward. I, I think I told you that in, in the last episode, Morgan. I said, if you'd just, like, man, where would we be if you had just said, you know, maybe there is some merit to what Sasha's saying the in first the time I said it. exact same place that <laughs> we're at right now. You don't think our conversations could have cut out all of the arguments that we had over debating what was really going on, if we had just said, okay, no, because you've got to throw opposite points of view at each other, whether you believe it or not. That's what true discussion is, right? It's not being on the same page and talking about it in that line all the time. With the big stuff, I agree. Yes. It's not going to be productive at all. With the big, big stuff, I agree. But shouldn't we trim down the amount of resistance over time? And I'm not saying I'm going to be right about everything. You no, but I could also say I can make a thousand wild-ass predictions, and when I hit one, stand in front of everybody and go, look at me. But I don't, I'm right. I don't just throw out wild-ass predictions. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> Every dog has his day. Also, hindsight's 20. Enjoy, your, enjoy the sunshine on it's, your ass right now. That's not, <laughs> that's not what I want to do. I simply want to Sorry. inform people that there's other sources of information than the media and strangers yeah, that you... I really hope they're not looking to us as a source of information. Okay, Source so of opinion, I'm fine, but source of information, no. So who do you want them to turn to for sources of information then? Well, we go through this periodically. I know, because this it's is the us. resistance we're in, it's we're not in us. now. It's not us, it's... It's ABC News. It's, it's not ABC News. New York Post. That's Disney Washington. run. Oh, That's okay. Jeff Bezos right. run. Okay. All right. 
So they don't they don't hire anyone with a mind of their own. They don't hire anyone that has any integrity at all. Correct. Okay. I, s- I just want to make sure that we got that clear. Oh, yeah. The oh, only that. people that have clarity and oh, integrity no, no. don't work for newspapers or television shows. Oh, there are, but oh, okay. but those people don't get their stories in front of the general public. That's why I wanted you to watch that documentary, um, Shadows of Liberty. Well, to me, it's also since you are basically interested, at least it sounds like. I'm uh, always interested. Relief, you know, us releasing information. This is just yeah. breaking tonight. Senate GOP releases coronavirus relief plan with up to $1,200 in cash for payments indi- uh, to individuals. If you're making under 75000 what's implied here is that you could be getting checks in the next week of $1,200. If you are a couple, you could be getting $2,400. Yeah. Um, that, to me, is fascinating because it's – it's universal. It's really, Andrew, it's really Andrew Yangish, isn't it? It's very Andrew Yangish. It's it was left of me oh. if there's such a thing. It's and the same discussion too. It's like if, if we had just accelerated that in the first place, um, yeah. But it's not the same thing because this is temporary. This is two two payments. The argument there is yeah. What Morgan's basically saying is whoa, 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 whoa. This is an emergency situation. But I think to myself, you could easily argue people it's always there. It, <laughs> yeah, there's, it's an it's emergency for folks who need it all the time. For people who are literally uh, like have friends that are rationing yeah. the freaking insulin they're Absolutely. basically worried about you know where they're gonna they're working their asses off living paycheck to paycheck is a constant emergency p.s this just seems a little out of uh, left field where's jeff bezos and all this where's uh, elon and all this now i know elon t- elon put out that coronavirus <laughs> panic is dumb but after tweet. that which was dumb yeah. uh, he also just tweeted i oh. think in the last 24 hours that his company's offering to 3d print um not saw what do you call that the uh, ventilators and Bette Midler went after him, amongst others, and said, you should be doing that already. Are you familiar with the five stages of grief, Miguel? Yeah, but people like <laughs> Bette Midler don't start talking until we're at this point. Right. Like <laughs> She she wasn't yeah. talking a month ago, hey, this is going to happen. So in my opinion, you almost need to shut up at this point and stop complaining and bitching about what's not happening because you weren't part of uh, any sort of discussion about what should be happening. Then by your forward. logic, then people like Sasha and others, who millions who are basically saying you guys need to be doing shit earlier on, should be listened to. Because there were others that said, hey. Well, they have a right to bitch about it is what I'm saying. Yeah. They've well, got a right right to say, hey, I've been saying this for months. It's, I mean, be, it's, it's so fascinating that everything <clears throat> like that's going to be put under a microscope. Yeah. This is a superficial example. Uh, Gal Gadot. Who I have mixed feelings about? And oh, Gal, Gal Gadot, uh, Wonder Woman. A for Wonder context. Woman for context. And other uh, celebrities released thing. on Twitter a little <laughs> sing-along <laughs> compilation of John. Uh, Le- uh, John Lennon's John Imagine. John Lennon's I uh, yeah. Imagine. That's one of the most important songs of all time. And it's a compilation video of them all singing together. It has Blake Lively and all the and everyone people everyone knows. Yeah. It was so cringy. Who's Blake obnoxious. Lively again? Uh, Ryan Marvel. Reynolds' wife. No, 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 it's not Captain no, Marvel. No, I'm sorry. No, no, that is Blake Lively. I'm sorry. Who's who's Captain Marvel? Uh, Brie Larson. Uh, Brie Larson. Brie yeah. Larson. No, no, no. Ironically, I'm going to compliment um, Ryan Reynolds' wife because they didn't release a cheesy ass video of them singing. More and more information is coming out about charitable things that they're doing that people don't even know about. Yeah. So kudos to those celebrities out there and rich people who are basically doing shit for the sake of doing shit, not. Making these cheesy ass compilations. Singing Will Ferrell was in that video. Uh, uh, my old childhood crush. Sarah Laura Silverman Jones. was in that video. Uh, there were a lot of ugly celebrities in that video. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry. We're in day three in the United States, at least. Day four, sorry. 
of the first week of this being a thing, and we're already getting live concerts from John Legend uh, on his Insta Live. We're getting compilation videos from. I I get it. I understand. The revenue streams for these folks is just like the rest of us compromised to a certain degree or can be compromised and these people have bills that uh, are we can't fathom uh, you know what a rent on uh, a multi-million dollar home is going to look like My God. and and so unfortunately the they're relegated right now they can't go to movie sets they can't be on set in los angeles they can't be filming on location they've stopped They've ceased the production of numerous films overseas. Tom Cruise, infamously, the uh, Tom Hanks's stops, deal yeah. as well. The Batman. So these celebrities, with uh, they're they're in the same boat as all of us. Unfortunately, they have a tertiary means of making income, yeah. uh, and we have to grit and bear it because it's going <laughs> to come in the form of shitty social media media videos and reaches out to and outreaches to to their populace and their constituencies. And it's all going to be very poorly transparent how disingenuous it is. Yeah. Um, and that's not going to wake up any of their followers either because... This <laughs> is going to be a situation <laughs> where all these celebrities who try to get social clout through acting like being woke are going to be seen through so fucking easily. By the people who already saw through them to begin with, that's the unfortunate part. It may chisel away at like... Five to ten percent of their their followership. It's gonna be more because I think that that five ten percent you're talking about are, are going through are going some through rough some serious shit, shit, man. And I think that they're gonna see them singing. It's not gonna be like back in the '80s whenever they did "We Are the World." Remember that? Right. Uh, where basically they were able to wasn't come that together. in response to AIDS? Yeah. Isn't that weird? <laughs> well, the, yeah, AIDS wasn't crushing them. Yeah, this is. But AIDS was oh. crushing them enough to where they all got in a studio and made a song for America yeah, because they wanted time. America to feel like AIDS was a big deal, and it was. Which was good that they did that, but it's going to be a very different situation now because everyone's quarantined. <laughs> you had to, you had to do things. You had to have sexual relations. You had to do other things. You had to share yeah. needles to get AIDS back then. Yeah. This you don't. You can fucking cough on somebody, and end them if they're over seventy. So it's kind of it's a different situation, and these rich celebrities are it's learning. It's like a that. Mortal Kombat fatality. Just <laughs> coughing. <laughs> oh god! S- somebody have a, a a cone of cold weapon or something? Sub Zero. <laughs> Sub Zero could just freeze the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> but it would just lie dormant at the top of the Himalayas, and waiting then, to be melted. And then later. Scorpion's waiting for the eighty-year-old, saying, "Get over here." Ah, oh, that's terrible. Anyway, that tasteless, tasteless. Yeah, jokes. that regressed so quickly to this. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the blood code? Oh man, uh, no, I, I do feel, I, I do feel like the celebrities, they're one, they're one rung under the media when it comes to how this is being handled. You yeah. didn't just love Matthew McConaughey. Oh man, I loved it. We watched that before the last episode, and we, we there were a couple it. of subliminal shots. Matthew McConaughey had like a, a 90 second presser from his ranch in Texas. It's motivational. Motivational. The only it felt like a Lincoln commercial for coronavirus. <laughs> what uh, was he? I missed this. So enlighten me. What was he saying? Well, the the key takeaway, and and we'll we'll, we'll watch it together uh, off mic. But the key takeaway was that there's a red or there's a green light on on, on the, the other, other side of this, this red. Yeah, <laughs> and that doesn't make any sense to begin with. I I I, I, writ, I wrote something like that recently. Hey, there's there's you know there's an end to every storm. You know we're gonna get through this. Yes, shit. but with that makes sense. that analogy, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Like, 
What the fuck? <laughs> I have to check that Do- out. Doesn't matter. It's super motivational. Oh, okay. Yeah, with with McConaughey, it's just uh, it's another prime example. Every, everybody's rushing out to now in, in the celebrity world. They're they're rushing out to get ahead of it. They they need they need to rally their troops because to a certain degree, I get it. They're they're they have followings. They have uh, fan bases. All of this. So your business keeps going, right, Morgan? I mean, uh, the businesses, the the storefronts right now, they're trying to hold on till the last second so their revenue stream continues. And I would expect for the individuals who are businesses themselves uh, to follow in yeah, line. Yeah, but some of it is probably also just trying to be a calming influence. When you see things like, you know, toilet paper not being stocked on shelves and craziness like that, uh, some of these guys look at it as I I have influence, and so let me try to be a calming voice. I don't have anything against any of that. It may come off as a little bit goofy, but uh, they're I, actors. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I don't. I don't. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I, I have a problem with the execution of it. I don't. I don't even have a problem with the execution of it. All right. I mean, that was. Like McConaughey was McConaughey. Yeah, I McConaughey. Mean, was well, he he's a. Uh, you can't accuse him of being disingenuous. No, 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 no. He he's yeah he he's being himself. Yes. But the the the, the people song? singing the yeah. sing along of Imagine those those yeah, people were not very yeah. natural and not very poetic. Right. I, at all. I agree with you. Um, that well, and I didn't see a lot of it either, so maybe I shouldn't comment you don't too want, much on no, it. No, you don't want to uh, see it. Yeah. I but, but this is kind of what I was telling you last episode, too, a little bit, in that, um, you know, while we got all this serious stuff going on, there's going to be a certain element that aren't going to take advantage of bettering themselves. They're just going to go right into, how goofy can I be? Hey, look, maybe in the first four or five days of this thing, I'll I'll let that slide and then go ahead. But it ain't going to be sunshine and rainbows in week three when you've been locked down at home with your dog and your cell phone oh, for... They'll still be doing this stuff. I man. do not think they can mentally sustain for that long. They, In, oh, in sure a they good can. way, in a positive way, they will have a psychological break from... Uh, yeah, from the remedial entertainment that they're used to. Yeah, you got to get well. You got to get away from the news at some point. I mean, you can't just absorb this twenty four seven. It's too much for somebody to absorb. Trying my best <laughs> to absorb it to avoid it. Absorb. Uh, I'm working you from gotta, home now, so that's going to be easily done. I'm going to probably my mind's going to go numb over the next two weeks if I allow myself just to leave this, you know, the news media on all the time talking about this shit. Um, so, uh, so I don't know. Well, I'm interested in, in digging deeper into what's going on. And so studying the individuals that are having their daily their daily press conferences, like Andrew Cuomo, who's done a pretty good job, in my opinion. De Blasio, he's got a real... Um, Even de Blasio to a certain degree. But the lesser-known guys uh, that I didn't know about, like the Pennsylvania governor, the Miami governor, I'm sorry, the Florida governor, <laughs> the Governor, governor Abbott in Texas, who I've never really heard him talk for more than 20 minutes in my life, but now he's on on a daily basis. I get a gist for where the country is being guided from a whole. Um, and, and that's the trickle-down effect that I'm interested in seeing because they are all being advised by the federal government. So Trump is communicating with his governors on a daily basis. There was a press conference today where he was taking fielding calls from them that we got to see a little bit uh, of the behind-the-scenes stuff there. 
I'm very interested in seeing how all that pans out. I, I told Morgan that this feels like one of those trap rooms in Temple of Doom where we're in the middle of the country and the country's being squeezed. Uh, everything happens from the outside in. It's being squeezed in and, and the the decisions being made on the coast right now are yeah. imminently the decisions that will be made here in a week or two. And I don't connect those dots because I don't understand why we can't fast forward those decisions to right now. I get it. It's it's the revenue, uh, but but at what cost? At, at what cost do we keep we're, the we're non-essential businesses going that have 30, 40, 50, 60 people um, working we're, in we're groups? We're learning the cost now. It's doubling. I mean, look at the number of people that contract uh, that you know that, that got this just a week ago compared to now. We're seeing the cost, and we're going to continue to see it. The shit has not fully hit the fan yet. I mean, oh, not even close. Well, you know, it's been here. It's been here for six weeks, maybe longer, maybe eight weeks. So I understand we're doing all this now, but the cat's out of the bag. It's gone. You can do all this to try and slow it down, and it should slow it down, but you should just assume that every person in this country will have it at some point or will have been yeah. exposed to it at some point. And, and I understand all this stuff, but this can't go – months this can't go six months what do you mean what can't go six months this uh restaurant's only doing carry out why not take out because uh, it won't this the, the economy won't sustain itself doing it this way we're and i i don't again i don't know i mean we're not talking about something that makes you cough blood we're not talking about something that uh destroys most people we're talking about something that's very that we're our at-risk people it's very targeted and i understand we can we, 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 the whole point of this is to slow everything down and tr so that we can catch up with medicine so that we can maybe uh, get the survival rate up for those people that are most affected. But the reality is the sun comes up, the sun goes down, everybody's got to live. We're going to have to move on. The world's not going to stop for us. We're the world has stopped. The world's not stopped. The world has stopped for coronavirus. I don't know how you can argue that when you take a look at the cities of Rome, Venice, Milan. I can still drive my car. I can still you go to can work. You can hear. Yes, can. you can because you're literally the, the, in the, the safest places, place from this thing. The places that so have far. stopped are the very high contagious and high death rate, right? Yes. What that won't happen here. Yes, uh, it will. Why, okay. why would you say that, Morgan? Because it's been here for six weeks, and if we only have like a five-day uh, gestation period. If this thing was huge, it's not five days though. It is the average uh, time from the time you contract you mean the incubation the, period. Yes, uh, is is five days, uh, and if it's been here for six or eight weeks, which I think we can safely say it has been here for six to eight weeks. Not to the degree that I think you you think it's been here. Um, you, you um, I, I agree with you. It was here a long time ago, but the spread of it, the transmissibility, if, if it was 150 people walking in the streets of Dallas two months ago with it, then it's probably 500 two weeks later, 1,000 a week later. Uh, it, it's a slower sort of spread. It's probably a, a doubling of it, very similarly to what we're seeing I on, this was on a country level. It is exponential, but when it begins with a hundred people, it and doesn't I go it was super to highly contagious. It and is exponential, so it, then it we is. wouldn't go fifty to a hundred. We'd go fifty to five hundred, five hundred to two thousand. I mean, we would on a day-to-day -day basis, you would go fifty to a hundred. You would go a hundred to okay. two hundred. So that puts us around in 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 the Dallas area right now. If we're just speaking locally. I'm willing to say ten to twenty thousand people locally, but but Dallas is a city of two and a half million there's, people. There's probably a hundred plus thousand here. Okay, 
This that's is a, still, this is an internet. That's still a small have, percentage of two million. It, it I, might be, but I mean, if so, if, why 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 should the other eighty percent who aren't part of that twenty percent just be gung ho about life and say, well, well I'm just going to get it anyways because a hundred, two hundred thousand people have it? Well, because we're being told it's extremely super contagious. Yeah. Uh, that Damn a it. lot of people are asymptomatic, so yep. are walking around with it. But that's why shutting your door to walking out of it solves it. it it says okay it's not just going to go away and disappear because we all hide in our homes for six months that's exactly what it can do because it the thing doesn't but last for won't. six months it won't it's global right it's global yes okay it's not going away it's here it's going to stay i don't we, know we can slow it down that's all we can hope to do but i guarantee you i guarantee you all of us have already been exposed oh Personally, I, we were talking beforehand. We think we may have had this in 2019 at some point. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we don't know too. Like we're starting to find out maybe blood type. Ha- you know, people. Well, with certain there was blood some types. research. There was some research that you did that showed some spikes in flu in the first week of 2020. Uh, the fourth week of oh, 2020. The so the last of week of January, uh, U.S. flu. Um, Numbers spiked, started to spike, mm-hmm. and they spiked all the way through February, which, which if if corroborates the Chinese data from November, December, where yeah. it spiked uh, from, uh, it was 100% growth from 2018, mm-hmm. uh, 680,000 people from November to December of 2018 versus 1.3 million November, December 2019, yeah. diagnosed with flu in China. Yeah, no, we didn't spike like that. But okay. I just but want it Mor- was a very significant spike. I yeah. want Morgan to just sharpen something for me. Uh, something you, I, I think you had said just a little while ago. You don't think that the numbers of infected and deaths here in Dallas are going to be anything close to what's happening in Italy or other parts no, of Asia? I, no, I don't. I, I think there's more than one strain of this. Uh, I know that's not proven yet. But it just you, it has that feel. One, there are so many people that seem to be asymptomatic, and I know you know you can look at the basketball players and say they're kind of elite <laughs> athletes, right? Uh, and yeah. and that's why there may be. But more Kevin Durant's got health issues. He, probably. Oh, he, he does. does. He's notoriously he he has health issues. Yeah. So I, I think there's a higher percentage of asymptomatic people with this than maybe is normal. I don't have any proof to back that up. I have no numbers to back that up. Um, but we went through uh, in, a month ago the, the health conditions of Americans. And you read, you know, accounts from people who've had this, and and it's very flu-like, or it's very it's very similar to other things, right? And and a lot of people they'll get sick, get over it, and don't necessarily go to the doctor. And, and when you add all this stuff together, but I'm also seeing videos of of passengers coming off of airplanes at LAX being put in those like ET like stretcher things <laughs> with plastic plastics surrounding them, and CDC walking them out in full hazmat suits. I'm getting mixed messages from the testimonials, like the Seattle lady, the the lady who recovered in no time and said, "Oh, it's just like the flu." We're we're getting both extremes, and so I, the likelihood I, is that okay. it's something in the middle. And if it's something in the middle of not really serious and super serious, then it means it's more serious than usual to me. I'm wondering if the f- one of the things that we have that's going to be a major factor in how the U.S. is going to be affected by this is our own bad health. Because I sent yeah, you that is a big deal. I don't know if you sent Morgan this article I sent you earlier that was surprising today. And, uh, yeah, and no. it was about how in China th- again this was a narrative that I believe most of us did. Uh, 
when we looked at what was happening in places like China uh, and Italy, we were seeing people over the age of 70 being devastated by this when it comes to hospitalizations and death. Yes. Now, the article that I just sent you is showing the fact that there's more— 20, 30, 40-year-olds being there's hospitalized. A, there's a greater number of people here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. that are being hospitalized than we thought was going to be the case. The U.S. is not a very healthy country when and it comes that, to the 20 to 40-year-olds. That, that's what I'm wondering. Kind, is kind is of sort our of bad health having that— but aren't we the country that goes online and researches medication and looks at symptoms and goes, oh, I have that, and goes to a doctor and goes, I need this medication? Are we not that society? So we are, that but that contributes to what we're saying because it, how do we know? That doesn't necessarily mean that that person's unhealthy or has something. So what you're suggesting, Morgan, is that a lot of those people who are actually in the hospital misdiagnosed. right now are misdiagnosed or just being paranoid? They're or, very paranoid, I believe. Or they're just uh, dependent on medication, prescription medication. They have a drug addiction. Not necessarily no. a drug addiction. There's a certain element that wants this, right? You have you've had two people now in the state of Texas that have been prosecuted for claiming they have it when they didn't. Mm. Holy shit! And, and that I think I understand that's not a large percentage, but I think that mentality exists. Clout I think chasing. A, I think there's a hypochondriac uh, demographic sim- demographic out there that that again they, you start to read some of the symptoms and you're going, I've had that. I've had that. I do that. Yeah. I mean, I looked back at when I got sick in early February, and I'm like. Man, maybe. Maybe it wasn't the nachos. Maybe it wasn't <laughs> the nachos, exactly. Or, I'm sorry, deviled eggs. No, it wasn't deviled eggs. A soup. soup, actually. It was soup. Bat, yeah. Was it bat soup? Uh, no, <laughs> vegetable soup, ironically. Do you this thing didn't come from bat soup. Uh. Without, I mean, to an extent, you might be being facetious, but to what extent do you actually think that it is a possibility that you might have actually had it and surpassed it before the last few, I mean, like the last few months? I don't know. I don't think I have, but I think there's a real good chance I've been exposed at some point. Yeah. Ask, mean, ask me the same question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ask me what the same about question. You? Do you think you? I think there's a one. Uh, there's a a, a 0.5 percent chance that I was patient zero. That's how. Uh, now, now, wait a second. Now, wait a second. Now, here's here, here's where I'm going with that, because I believe that there is a 20 to 30 percent chance that it did not come from China. Oh, and come on, I, I, in, in watching Trump engage in in the, the vehemence that he has, if vehemence is a word, he's vehemently structuring his narrative to say this is a Chinese. That's thing. Com- combating their propaganda which is but nobody's paying attention to their propaganda other than two or three reporters that are asking him the question nobody in america 95 percent of americans are on board with this being originated from from wuhan there's no steering that there's there's not going to be a reduction of those numbers unless there's merit to it and so what the president seems to be doing right now is making his stance. He does this very often. He reiterates the same phrases over and over and over again. It's the oldest psychological trick in the book. If I tell you something on a repeated basis for more times than your consciousness will even pick up on, it will cement itself in your mind and you will be like, oh, oh okay, He's r- he, may be, he may be off all the rest of the time, but he said this a hundred times, so there has to be some merit to this. But it's even more dangerous with him because he knows that he's doing it this is how he this is why the words he is a junior high mentality person he but he is he can't oh, he is a psychological master sir he cannot let what's being said in china he go. may be he he has no there's no professionalism here from him to just ignore uh, me, that and put that aside let me tell you how meticulous he has he to is. respond to it today there was a picture that leaked 
that showed his script with the word coronavirus crossed out and the words, uh, the letters Chinese written in. Now, that's not because he wants to run with it as the Chinese virus. That's because now, all of a sudden, the fact that that even exists is a storyline within a storyline within a storyline. And so he's feeding the media that sort of propaganda so that they can come back at him with all of this this rhetoric it, it's good it, it's it's wwe it's classic it's wwe yes exactly that's yeah, the type of president that he is but beyond all of that he's very quickly shrouded whether or not there's actual merit to that by making a joke of it with the media he's engaged in a back and forth childish uh, argument with the media like he's always been but what that does is that clouds the actual like underlying debate <laughs> of yeah. it it says oh i'm just gonna watch i can't wait to watch trump call it the chinese virus tomorrow and then the media say ah oh, he's a racist again people but are out pe of that yeah, yeah the, the truth is concealed so but now i i get what you're saying uh base i empathize with what you're saying basically if the narrative out there is about political correctness instead of actual origin yes yeah, then, then, then everybody's mind is off actual origin and more on uh, political been, correctness. Yeah, that's been Kabuki theater. I've said that for years. This is this is how things are basically played. Mm -hmm. If it's <laughs> they're trying to write history in real time, uh, so that the history books get it the way that every country wants to do it. I'm not saying China is in the clear here either, but what I am saying is right now it is a worldwide engagement between the superpowers, and Russia's awfully quiet about it so far. But the superpowers on this planet are engaged in a very subliminal game of chess where it's – America's got the media on their side. China seems to have uh, – State-run media. Yeah, state-run media on their side. And this is a, an active engagement to the way that history is going to write this down and where it's going to be in 20 years. Like, I, I hope we're not uh, – I want to say we're in a better position than we were with 9-11, where it took a while for the stories to come out to, that said we had a, a heads up on 9-11 in advance of 9-11. Yeah, but now, already in two or three weeks, that took time, right? That took yeah. years. But now, already in two or three weeks, you see this uh, Richard Burr character, the Senate guy who uh, sold off a, a million, dumped like $2 million in stock yeah. as he was advising the fact that corona was under control. But it, it turns out that he had a heads up on the seriousness of this and the impact on the United Why States. Why didn't he just see things the way you were seeing them? Oh, he he did. Okay, no, he he did. But I didn't have access to that. I didn't I, I didn't have access to the insight that he had. If I had access to the insight that he had, I would have been even further ahead of this and even louder on those meandering episodes. The fact is, he wasn't loud at all. He he barely raised his voice. But now, in, in the world that we live in. That it took two weeks for that to come out, whereas in 2001 it took years for us to even know as a general public that we had memos about an impending Al Qaeda attack that would cripple the economy and hit major famous landmarks in the United States. The actual title of that report was Bin Laden uh, determined to attack the U.S. using planes. That was literally the title of the report. So, so where's the, <laughs> where I, I get it. You, if you come out with that to the general public, it's very panic-inducing. But still, there has to be some middle ground where it's don't send the panic, uh, don't send the general public into freefall mode, versus don't tell them anything. There's something in between that 
for whatever reason, government officials don't even want to contemplate and they don't want to inherit the responsibility to navigate and figure out. And maybe that's the role of independent journalism is to be that. Well, I mean, we, I don't know if you guys have what's called contacts. I mean, there's people that, that multiple people, people that I know. Morgan, you got any contacts? Well, Morgan does, a freaking snitch. But uh, I got a few. <laughs> no, but people that I know work in the medical field have told me that we have gotten memos from D.C. saying don't release this information. When it comes yep. to f- numbers that you guys have, when it comes to sus- you know people patients of yours that are uh, you're suspicious of having mm-hmm. this, go ahead and s- keep it to yourself. It, yeah. it cannot be public. And when it's multiple people telling me that they're getting memos from DC saying don't release certain information, that's incredibly disconcerting. So you're absolutely right. It adds to the as above, well, so below. Well, right? aren't we seeing why you don't release information? Because when you do, people go in full blown panic mode and empty and empty grocery stores of everything. They empty the grocery stores of toilet paper. I mean, we are. I'm, I've said this. What I think was a the, couple of times here? What was the tipping here. point? What but, was uh, the tipping point in your opinion? We're seeing exactly why you can't tell people there are aliens because they flip out for no reason. I don't think people would even give a shit if you told them about it. Uh, I think right you'd now. be 100 percent wrong on mm. that. I really do. I, well, I, I mean, I it's out there. It I was an NBC News story with the U.S. Air Force video that they the, uh, released and and took 10 years to say, yeah, this is this is video we caught. I mean, that's there. Do, do, does the general public need to see that in like you uh, need to see the aliens stepping off the ship saying, "Hey, how's it going?" So and, wh- and when that happens, there's going to be complete panic and flip out. Then I what guarantee was you. the what was the the tipping point for this this panic, this it, riotous? It really behavior? only it only takes one or two panicky individuals, and then when you when you, you start to see other people doing things like it happened to me when I was looking for cat litter. I, I'm not a panicky person, but I go to store one, they're out of cat litter. I go to store two, they're out of cat litter. I go to store three, there's six That's pails FOMO, of cat litter. That's FOMO, though. That's not panic. Si- no, this is panic. Cause th- this is not fear of missing out. I'm not missing out on anything. Cat litter. Okay, so <laughs> I, I look at, the, and there's six pails, and my my I think maybe I should get four. I don't need four. <laughs> but maybe I should just go ahead and get four right now. It sounds like logic. Bad? But that's Yeah, it's r- logic. That's reason. No, reason is... This, the stores aren't going to close. Cat litter's not going to s- just disappear from the shelves forever. I'll be able to get cat litter we next know. week. We don't know that, sir. But we do. We know okay, next week. I want to bookmark this because, Morgan, what you're saying here is very interesting to me because I just had this conversation with a vet friend of mine named Nate uh, yeah. uh, through chat, and he was saying he sent me all these articles. It's not his real name. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, it's his real name. But he was sending me all these awesome articles and like little graphs and statistics that were basically showing how our we always talk about the military industrial complex here. He was telling me about the uh, what's called the consumer industrial complex. How everything's like I was saying entwined. Yes. And how the supply chain. The supply chain could stop. Break. It could stop. It's been broken already, sir. It broke the second China stopped sending shipments. On their boats right on now, a consistent basis. Here, here's the thing, though. Right now, and I found this out yesterday, I can go to Kroger, and I bought a little thing of paper towels, and I bought a little thing of toilet paper, and there's signs everywhere that said one per yeah. customer. Okay. Yeah. Right now, that's compromised. Okay, so we're, we're now that we're forced. That to is already a drastic departure from, from where we were we two or three weeks two, ago. Two, yes. Yes. A week ago, I could buy a thousand if I wanted. Yes. And they'll thank me for it. So what I'm saying right now, we're seeing a compromisation. A halt is not yet what we've seen. If we see a number of people being infected that can't work because they're sick or you because bet. they're scared to work, which so Morgan says hopefully is not going to happen, 
we're going to see a halt. We have not seen a halt yet, and I'm going to be freaked out because I like going to Kroger at 11 o'clock at night and getting my fruit. Right. You, you might have to drive to uh, the outskirts to get your, your fruits, or you might have to buy a big old... A big old variety of, yeah, this is a heads up. Buy a big old variety of, of seeds from like your local Home Depot or where it's like cucumber seeds, carrot seeds. We might be going back to that sort of sustainability for, for a short period of time because the supply chain, when it comes down to it for food, is not yet just chopped off at the head. I, I, I would hate to believe that it is because then we're all being <laughs> lied to uh, on on much higher much higher levels than than we have been so far. I'm a little yeah. My mind's trying to reconcile whether or not I should be not panicky about that, concerned but concerned about it because yes, when you walk in and you see the limit of three uh, or limit of one, one. item, yeah. the here's the the ways that that goes. It's either in two weeks. They take those signs off. In two weeks, those signs are still there. Or in two weeks, the stock of the items that were limited to one does not come back and replenish. Uh, now, the supply chain, I believe, has a week or two left in it to where deliveries will be made. But the trucking system is contingent on that. The shipment system is contingent uh, on that. Uh, there, there's certain effects that have to precede that in order... They have to continue in order for that to continue. And if interstate travel is limited in the next two to three weeks, and there have been rumors of that, of interstate shutdown on a national level, then does it work the same way that it's worked so far? Is it non-essential interstate travel? Right. Okay, but for how long does the non-essential stuff take place before it turns into San Francisco or, or, or Italy, where it's if you go outside for anything other than food, you, you're going to get sent right back in. If you're is that happening in San Francisco right now? Uh, you would think it is. You would oh, hope that it is. The homeless get to run around and do what they want. Ironically. They do. I, th- I have a couple of ideas for that. Why don't they? Uh, they should have been doing this for a well, long was, time. I just saw an Open article. Open up storage units. Well, there was. There Empty was, storage I, units. I just saw Lift a, a, an article, but there's places in California that are going to be housing the homeless because of this. In hotels, G- though. G- G- Jesus Christ. But it, should, it shouldn't be hotels, but we should have been doing that a while a back. A long time ago. You know how many. We, we've got these damn storage centers on. Every corner almost in, in this area of North Dallas. So if you owned that business, you'd be okay with the government just coming in and saying, hey, you got to open it? your doors. Yeah, and, and we'll give you a, a furlough of whatever amount. And, and that's not the right word. I don't think you would word. be. I really don't think you would be. If they were getting If someone's going to give me money, a grant to do it, you can do whatever the hell and you want. And also, the, the storage places, you can't damage cement walls. You can't damage cement floors. Nobody. I don't know. If you build fires on them, I would imagine at some point <laughs> some um, they do get damaged. Homeless guys burning. I'm reminded of Dennis the Menace, the Christopher Lloyd character now, cooking his beans in a storage center. Oh man! <laughs> and, and and you know what happens when it's time for them to go? Is the government going to be there to help you roost them out? Yeah, I would expect that. Uh, I would hope so. I I'm, I I've always every single time I'm on here, I, I mention the fact that major things are not going to happen for the better without the shit hitting the fan. I wrote about this tonight. I hope this is it. I hope that because, like we talked about, so many things are being put under a microscope, the working class realizes, oh, wait a minute. This things that you're doing now, you could have been doing them all along. Yeah. So this whole argument of where's the money going to come from is a crock of shit. 
Yeah. You just injected trillions of dollars of a quote-unquote loan into Wall Street. What could have you been doing for us, the working class, this whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. M- Morgan uh, tells me when it comes to this particular uh. conversation <laughs> and, and the past, the last three months, uh, as of late, he said, you know, every dog uh, has his day. You got you got lucky. I think. Uh, thank you for saying that, by the way, because it it, ha- it got me to thinking. I think the United States, for a long period of time, has gotten very lucky with not having to deal with something like this for thirty, forty, fifty years. Probably. Nine uh, eleven. You can insert there as as like sort of a a, a hump or a, 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 a it, sort it of a. It shook s- us out of complacency yeah. a little bit. What's the slogan for nine eleven? Uh, the the one they run on a weekly uh, on a yearly basis it's never forget never forget yeah. okay how many people have forgotten about nine eleven a lot okay so th- <laughs> that it well, doesn't work you have a generation of people who who weren't alive during that time but essentially. but God. then the impetus oh. is on the people who were alive to get them to understand what they went through if you if you don't live in New York or DC I, I think that's hard for mom and dad in in Boise Idaho or Well the world stopped Kansas for City here uh, for world, about a month. The world stopped for, uh, kind of sort of but it didn't emotionally very it very, very quickly we were back to um you know business as usual this here in, in Dallas you y- know. Yeah this is yeah. bigger than 9/11. <clears throat> yeah way bigger. And that sounds oh, yeah. sounds terrible because it was such a, a violent act on a single day but let's be honest on, on, on a grander scale it is bigger than 9-11 because more people are going to die as a result of this the economy did not completely shut down maybe you won't have a chance to forget yeah you're not no it, this is because you'll have a a, a COVID-19 shot that you take every year uh, at some point speak for yourself <laughs> I ain't taking that thing I know anti-vaxxer <laughs> no I'm not an anti-vaxxer oh, okay. uh, if I've already got it then I've got a predisposed uh, immunity to it right but there'll Fingers be new crossed, strains yeah. every year just like flu then I'll experience okay m- lower symptoms every year good here's what here's what <laughs> here's why I'm more worried today than I was literally yesterday when I went to bed last night I was thinking to myself I believe the narrative bullshit or not that this thing's probably gonna go away mostly by the end of the summer okay I woke up this morning and I get a Yahoo email, and you know, whenever you get an email from Yahoo, that's news. It's something you like still get emails from Yahoo. Yeah, wow. well, that, well, usually it's from there or Google, but it's like a big, big story. If, if uh. it comes in the form of an email, it's something they really want me to pay attention to. Weird. And the one I got this morning when I was waking up is said that the White House released on the pre- press conference uh, information saying that this could last up uh, to eighteen months. Eighteen months. Mm-hmm. That's because of the second wave of of September, October, November. Think about yeah, waves. that's true. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that at all. So the idea of this lasting to next year, yeah, made me feel a lot different today than I did yesterday. I'm scared. I'm frustrated, and it's aggravating. And it's like I, I worry more about the people like I don't know, like my grandparents, people like a friend of ours who we know has a compromised immune system, the yes. diabetic friends I have. Yeah. So yeah, I feel I, different in I a worry, day. I worry about them too. And I you think our, our take on all of this changes as soon as someone we know is affected. Perhaps. I know yeah. I, I mean, know very two, quickly. Two people I know now personally are yeah. waiting for their freaking test. Well, we know one person who <laughs> we probably think needs to be go, tested. Go yeah. get tested. Uh, he was on the show a month and a half ago. So if you're listening now, go get your ass tested. Guy who didn't care a month and a half ago. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, three people. Yeah. Well, so one of them is has not hasn't gotten tested and should. So. Yeah. Yeah. So from a from a support standpoint, whenever you're dealing with re- resolving people's problems, you always like to tell them much longer than it will be. So when you get the <laughs> 
when you resolve the issue and you do it uh, quicker than you uh, said that you, you come were going off as to, impressive. Yes, and and I think our president is of that mentality of I'm going to tell you it's 18 months and then he's not he, he's not eight, though he's resisting. I, I gotcha, but like eight months from now he'll be touting. Uh, I told you 18 months, but we got it done. We got it done. We got it done in 10. 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, but I, he's I, still resisting. Even what uh, he's resisting the the outlook. He's saying, you know, you know, it could go either way. Uh, you could, we could still wake up in in July. I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not really sure. Yeah, he's, he's, hedging he's his adding bets. that. He's yes. hedging his bets. He he sure. did snap at a reporter day. I watched at home um, today over mentioning the economy. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because he he still thinks it's in really strong position to to rebound. I I think this is uh, I think this is an unprecedented economical event. Goddamn right it is. Uh, and a lot of comparisons this week have started to come up uh, regarding you know being in a recession and not feeling something like this since the Great Depression. None of us were around for the Great Depression, so no, all we've no. got to go off of is the history books for that and some a handful of testimonials. Um, but yeah, th- I, I do remember one thing. Uh, there were lines of thousands and thousands of people waiting for food it's handouts. Hun- it's such a different world, man. Such a different world. But you think about the world that we have been relegated to now, right? That's and what's and scary, it's very right? similar to that world. Well, I mean, I w- no, I w- I w- I w- no, it's not. It's not in any way. You shape don't or think form. so psychologically? I think, I think deeply you were offending people who lived during that time by saying that right now is anything like that. Well, what what do you mean? What's the difference? That we have cell phones in our hands and distractions? What's the core difference between who we are now as people versus who we were in the in the uh, 20s? Mark, are you going to argue that it was rougher then? Yes. Well, I, mean, I think life, you could argue, overall was rougher. Way both, rougher. But then. the situation is built on a taller stack of cards. Correct. It's built, I would, because of the situation that you said we're relegated to. Yes. It's a, it's we a don't taller have house of cards. We don't have... I agree. Three weeks ago, we're in a much different world than the Great Depression or, or the, uh, the the folks living in the 20s. However, now that I'm That's in the my... the 30s, by the way, not the 20s. Well, it crashed in 29. They yeah, suffered t- in the sorry. 30s. Yeah, it was the roaring 20s, which, you know, <laughs> ironically enough and eerily enough, Trump likes to tout that we were in a roaring economy that was roaring and at all-time highs and only going up. And then this this very inconceivable, out-of-nowhere thing came along, but it did, wasn't out of nowhere. We we saw it coming. Uh, we, shit, we may have had it a year ago, uh, may have existed and been ruminating in the air. Okay, so there's all that stuff. I guess what I was going with, and I didn't mean to offend anyone who's still... 110 listening to our podcast out there. <laughs> it, they don't have to be. I mean, if they were born in 1930, right? That's uh, they lived they're, they're in the 90, aftermath, I suppose. You know? Well, yeah. they were. But they, you just they dis- grew up in the era. But you just disregarded the people that weren't alive to see 9/11 or were in their their teens and all that. So it's the well, same I'm, thing. I'm it's I'm like trying to give you precedence that because they they didn't they weren't around for 9/11, they don't have any perspective for 9/11. Yeah, it's like what you're trying to say now. You weren't around then, but you so you don't have any perspective. Of I them. see the pictures. I don't either. Yeah, but I see well, the pictures don't tell the story. That's the quote, isn't it? Pictures do tell the story. Not in something like this. You need to know it. But, it, but let's argue but it. Oh, no, the no, picture. No, oh, I, don't, I, I learned don't. everything from a picture. But the newspaper, uh, the New York newspaper showing lines of thousands waiting for food. I mean, that's a legitimate thing that we may be on. the. We're, we're already there. There's people. They're, they're just waiting in line at grocery stores for food. They're which, not waiting at. Which at, are on every corner. I would. I that would, is what is on every corner out there right now. People, a in thousand people waiting for 
I, yes. I, I mean, just waiting mind. for their food. Okay. I don't know if I don't know if it's we're just, there yet. It, I, right. No, I, we're, we're nowhere near it, and we will never be near it. That is what I'm worried about. Is again, Morgan, you're saying that we're not going to be anywhere near that. I'm worried about another fucking month from now. It's going to take a. It would take two years of this to get to that point, in my opinion. For maybe for us sitting at this table, but like we started this this episode with. Have you we don't know. Like, are we not on an elevated status of looking at this? We may not have the the we we may not have the unfortunate reality of having or of being at the bottom of of this this experience where uh, yeah I don't where we've got two hundred bucks in our checking account or we're already overdrafted at this point because we just bought a thousand dollars worth of food. Before we get to that point, somebody will go fuck it. We're going back to normal, and we'll just have to deal with the shit. Oh man, I don't even know what that means. I'm then sorry. why would they that have kicked this whole thing off in the first place? They're just they're just doing it to slow everything down. They're just doing it so our hospitals don't get overwhelmed. That is exactly why everything is being locked down and shut down. There's no dream here of eradicating this. That was long gone months ago. Which is funny because if we go back through for months, I was the one telling you that this wasn't that big a deal. You're right. Yeah. So, Sasha, did you? Uh, did you? I'm hear frozen. <laughs> I'm frozen because I don't know how to combat someone who. I don't. I don't. Okay, let me rephrase that. I don't want to combat you here, but I do want to do what we always do, which is try to figure out where where the truth is in what each of us is saying. What you're saying is that it can't get any worse. No, I didn't say that. What I said is it will not be like the Great Depression in the 1930s. But what I'm saying it will is not that, okay, get there. But if you're saying that it can get worse. You are saying it can't get worse, but it won't get Great Great Depression. Right. What I'm saying is it getting worse at all. The next step is Great Depression. It's not worse. No. Okay. So how I much? Know. So so think about the reality of things. <clears throat> we have a little bit of mobility still. So the, getting worse is no mobility, correct? We yeah, have. But, but even if you say no mobility, I, I can still go get my car and drive. Okay. Getting worse is you can't get in your car and drive. Th- but I can. They wouldn't. The only way that would happen is if they shut down every gas station for whatever reason. You, they're going to shut down gas. Where do people have to go? So do we? I mean, if, if what, work what shut are you down, suggesting that well, we should just no, no, shut everything down? Everybody just pile up in a hole and let's just uh, no. you know put our to get hands together and let's pray um, this will all get better. I don't know who's saying that. I mean, there are, pro- there are probably some right wingers right now that are saying that. We should just pray this. <laughs> well, shit away. you know, the, the church in Louisiana still held three hundred people. Yep. Wait, uh, what? But they were giving them three hundred folks like in a church. <laughs> this special handkerchiefs, right? Anointed something uh, yeah, handkerchiefs. Yeah. You know, holy handkerchiefs are gonna shit! No, I did not know about that. What? Man, <laughs> I I. W- I want to be. There's not w- enough police and army in this world to keep everybody where they are. What? There's not. I thought. I thought that if we had Morgan, one you thing, you just said it yourself. You don't need that though. If you can f- scare the shit out of millions of people, they don't need the police. But out at, there. at a they're certain gonna point, stay their asses at home. Yeah, they're going to save their ass at home for a month, two months, three months. But four, five, six, you're going to start to see some civil unrest. Well, yeah, I mean, that's remember the movie. Con- see, that's what I'm thinking about. Remember the movie Contagion? Yes. How? Hey, you seen that one? <sighs> 
gave you that one. I'm gonna burn. Every, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go hunt this movie down. Every copy I can. Good find luck trying to find it. Yeah, you won't it. find any copies. They've been uh, they've been picked up wait, like toilet paper. <laughs> wait six months. They'll be flooding uh, every every trade in store. store. Yeah, yes. people will be over this. When I saw Contagion, it was came out in 2011. 11. Uh-huh. Okay, I was a lot younger. I remember the scene that really resonated with me was whenever um, what's his name, uh, Matt Damon's character was Matt at home with Damon. Matt Damon was, was at home with his little girl, and he's looking out the window, and he sees his neighbor's house getting broken into, and hears gunfire, and he goes out yep. in the streets, and people are just rioting and looting and shit. Yep. And I remember watching that when I was younger, going, God, that's some scary shit. Like, yep. Fuck Freddy Krueger. Fuck Michael Myers. Fuck all this shit. That You're a week or two away from that being a You're reality. You're not a week or two away. Then explain the 600% rise in guns and ammunition purchases in the last week in the United States. Uh, that, that's that. not to go take. That's to protect. But that's what the scene we're describing. What are you worried about then? If you're if you're buying that and that's to protect, you weren't worried about that two weeks Be- ago. Well, because you're uh, you see everybody flooding the stores buying it's stupid the same shit like thing, toilet right? paper, right? But there's merit to that now when we look at it in hindsight. It's more fear stuff than reality based. But what if there is merit to it over the long haul? What if what if what if? Okay, I'm so telling you, it won't get to that point. Um, that the, it just won't. It might get to that point at one place in the whole United States, and you could point to it and go, see, I said it would happen. But as a global whole, as multiple cities in the United States, you're not going to see that. Oh, man. This does not have a high mortality rate with people who are less than 50. It just doesn't. At some point. Not yet. it, it, It won't. It won't ever. They found a guy in Richardson at 50. 60. Yeah. I thought he was 58. No, he's 60. Okay, well, 60. Oh, he it's 58. Big deal. Round up, right? Yeah, he, was, so. he, was, he was in his late 50s. I'm kidding. I think round he, I, I up. Think this, this poor gentleman in our my town. But he was that. found dead in his home and diagnosed with COVID-19. So he he's a guy who hunkered down in his house. Didn't seek any kind of medical attention. Didn't seek any medical attention. Fair to assume. And he died in his home. Uh, when this was going on in Wuhan, and this is where we're not going to get any help from China. How many people are just lying around dead in their apartments in China right now? That we don't know about. If there's a guy in Richardson who's lying around dead in his house, I guarantee you there's at least a guy or two in Wuhan. <laughs> Guys, we're never. That, here's the thing that's going to happen. Do you know how it took years for us to figure out to the extent of the Chernobyl accident? Yes. That's what's going to happen. No, not years, because because we are drastically in tune with real-time stuff, and we won't allow it. There are some people that will just not allow the uh, the sweeping under of rugs, regardless of where it's coming from. If it's You're from probably China, right. so the it's pressure probably on the Chinese government is at an all-time high now to be as transparent as they ever have been. And if they're not, Miguel, yeah. the, threat, uh, the threat to them, if they're not, is when things get back to normal, Hong Kong gets back to normal, and Hong Kong goes right back to what they were doing in late 2019, and that's what the Chinese government's really worried about is, right. is those sorts of incidents. They're going through their little Occupy Wall Street movement, except the Chinese people there have a little bit more veracity than people holding picket signs saying, uh, the rich have stolen a lot from me. I get it. That's the start of I'm not knocking Occupy Wall Street at all. What I'm saying is they kick it up a notch a little bit over in Hong Kong. Uh, because yeah, because their their effect their cause is a little bit more uh, of an invigorating one than I agree than and there's also Taiwan I mean how 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 much are you going to invigorate a, you know a country like Taiwan who yeah. wants to declare independence after you're seen as so um just undependable incompetent 
it's going to be very, very bad for China. So I agree, and there's a pressure on them to be transparent. However, it's not going to take years, like you said, because of that pressure. But we drastically reduced. Let's say months from now, we find out that there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people dead in their apartment. I don't want any of us to be surprised. No, you know, that's that's going to be horrible. Sh- shit. Well, I mean, we might be responsible. The rest of the world might be responsible for reinfecting China with like round two of this stuff once travel <laughs> opens up there, because it will open up there first. Um, you think so? It, yeah, they're they're starting from what I see. They're starting to get back to business as usual. Are uh, they our biggest trading partner? So we have the incentive to actually kind of do that still, as much as our president shits on them. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> that's a deeper, they, darker and, and discussion. And they own our debt, too. So They do. Yeah. Hope they don't try to come and collect. It is interesting. <laughs> yeah. We can just print money for them. I just like, I like the fact that all this is con- just like before, Morgan, it is still being recorded. And so if we ever do a meandering podcast by Skype because I'm having to stay in my <laughs> house because there's riots yeah. going on outside, we'll play this recording. Oh, I, zoned sure. out, I zoned out the last 75 minutes, guys. So <laughs> I am eager to listen back to the, the nooks and crannies of this conversation. Um, no, it's an uh, it, w- interesting okay, time Sasha, to be alive. What's worst case scenario, Sasha? What do you, what do you think? Absolute worst case scenario? Yeah. You want me to... How about tell us what's going to happen? No, I don't want to do that because if I do, then it kinks, it kicks into jinx mode if I do it intentionally. Oh, okay. See, if I forecast what's going to happen on purpose, then that's when I jinx. That's that's when I tell Chris, hey, that's a really good looking... Oh, damn, he hit a tree. <laughs> yep. Great there, shot. There's oh. some, there's some <laughs> weird... <laughs> uh, worst case scenario in my personal opinion is two to four weeks you have a grocery store supply chain breakdown yeah and whatever's left in the warehouses uh for all of these major chains just gets put out as without any disclosure to the public that they're out and then it just it it gets cut off to uh you see that's the part i can't i can't I can't like forecast. I can't see how they would go about keeping that hidden. There would be like a Kroger leak. Uh, somebody on the inside of the Kroger warehouse that says, "We're yeah. all out of oatmeal, guys." Like there's, there's no more marshmallows or yeah. fruit to bring out there. They would be on Reddit that night. It would be, and so, but even if it's on Reddit, like how much credit do you give it? That's the weird place we're in. We're gonna have to trust in the next two to three weeks. We're gonna have to trust people who are everyday Americans that are still at their essential positions and still business as usual in the grocery stores, in the health uh, realm, we're going to have to trust firsthand accounts versus what the media gets after they get a hold of those firsthand accounts, what they turn it into. So we're going to have to actually shift the trust to real people. I said this on the last episode. Boy, that is so scary because real people do nothing but want to trick and fool. Nothing. There is very little what if real motivation people, to be truthful. So what if the motivation? Person? Okay, but if the motivation is know. you're a, you're a Kroger warehouse guy and you see that your your stock is dwindling and you got another three or four trucks to send out, but you, how does you have he a know? family at home so too? How does he know? Because he's been there fifteen years. He just okay, knows how how it works. But, he's an expert. A low level a low level line employee does not have a full understanding of how the business works. 
I, I interview nothing. people every day that work in low-level positions. The same argument could be said for the other end around that the the big boss man sitting in his office or working he from may home, not. he's out of touch with what really's going, what's really going on. Well, no, you could say he doesn't understand what the line-level employee do- goes through in a day-to-day process, sure, but he understands how the business works top to bottom. But the guy who's in the lines on the lines the doesn't understand lines. he doesn't understand what's happening I, it, at levels above him and understand why the certain decisions are made this is true in every business i think that morgan your argument is dependent on the characterization that the guy who's going to be releasing shit online only thinks he knows what he's talking about there could be those that are supervisors at a distributing plant that's that, true that you know fucking they know they're sh- they know logistics yeah if some amazon uh, supervisor comes out and says uh okay we're not going to be able to send any um bottles of water to anyone in the next 2 to 3 weeks yeah i'm going to give him credit uh I, yeah i mean i'm going to have to trust someone and I'm skeptical of people, um, but Morgan, but I agree. I agree with you to to a degree. To a degree, but, but who do we trust? It's certainly not the media. It's certainly not the federal government. It's certainly not the CEOs who are desperately trying to hold on to every last drop of revenue that they can. You're you've got limited options at that point. Do you do you trust yourself then, diagnosing the entire field and saying okay? I know enough about what's going on, and I know enough about the signs to pick up on if things are picking up and getting worse, that there will be a certain threshold that's crossed where I'm, like, alarmed. Similar to what I was when I was seeing what was going on in China, and I was looking at the spread within China, and I'm saying, you know, military lockdown notice for a city of 11 million, it's not an everyday happening, and any other time... If if we were to shut down New York City, it'd be the biggest story in the 21st century. And now take a look. Every city's going to be shut down. But that was happening in Wuhan. Just nobody cared about it because it wasn't happening here. But now it's happening here, and it was inevitable it was going to happen here, blah, blah, blah. Um, but if one supply chain is is imminently cut off, is that not a, a another – isn't that a microcosm of the – the situation we've been through over the last three months, if like one thing gets cut off, if if produce is cut off, then is not is that not an indication that everything else will domino? Maybe, but it's not like we've we're stop we've stopped manufacturing goods. It's not like we have stopped Haven't we though? No, we haven't. So well, if the, you're it, the factories that are the cranking out Quaker Oats have stopped. No, they haven't. Well, they're certainly not bringing in 150 people to work together in their factories. They every may day. not, but they have not stopped working. Who's who's loading all the stuff up on trucks? Who's driving the trucks to these to these factories, loading them up and driving them driving them to the stores? It's just business as usual. Yeah, well, it's probably not business as usual, but it's business. They are moving. It is okay. You, you as a country cannot cut your your factories out and say, "Hey, stop producing. I need you to do this for this one little virus that is really hurting, harmful to old people." But let's panic all the young people. Let's ki- let's cause more chaos with the young people over something that's You're a right. death rate of three percent. You're right, and that's m- why it's a little more alarming for everything so, that we've done to protect. Old people makes me think that there's a little more going on than just protecting old people. No, there's not. Okay, if 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 you could verify, if you could 100, you know, put a lie detector to to 
Anthony Fauci and say, does this only <laughs> is this only a threat to old people? And he said, yes. Then I would say, OK, let's go back to business as usual tomorrow. But you would. Yeah, because I, I'm not around any 75 plus year olds. I'm not a threat to them. I wouldn't willingly go to a retirement home if I had a bad cough. I'm consciously aware of that. But I. I there's more. This is a big deal. This is not a this is not a small virus. This is not a medium sized virus. This is not a this, this is not killing 10 percent of the people that get infected with it. It's not. Jesus, I hope not. It's I mean, not. A a th- this is 3%. I understand 3% of the world's population is a ton. What if it's creating lifelong uh, residual effects, health effects, in 10% of people? I then it is still a big too. deal. Then it is going to. It, it is going to, and we're going to have to learn how to live with it. We're going to have to learn how to manufacture goods with it. We're going to have to do everything with it, if that's the fact. I, I Hiding mean, I, in our homes is not going to resolve that or solve that. Okay. I think there's something in between hiding in your home and going out and being an asshole like those kids who listen to tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody should be cautious. Everybody should yeah. be taking precautions. And and if your city says, hey, don't drive around, you shouldn't be driving around. But uh, I, I, I don't think it's going to take eight months of The that. negligence, I, do, you, do you think that... Have you guys seen the negligence though on a business I mean, level? Still? China, China had no warning, and we're talking like three months, and they're uh, getting their getting China back. China certainly had warning. They saw their flu cases spike in November to one point three million. Wouldn't like this. What were you gonna say though? Uh, the the retail approach to this, the the restaurants and the bars, they've had to close down. But Morgan, on Dine the last in. episode, yeah, on the last episode, you could drive like literally if you lived in Richardson, you could drive to Plano, Plano and sit in a in a pub or a bar with tw- 40, 50 people. No, there was like ten people in there. Okay, uh, must have been a bad place. Yeah. Must have been a bad bar. Maybe it was just not a happening place. Oh, it was lunch. Dinner must have had 40 or 50 people. I doubt it. Uh, In Plano, very quickly enacted stuff after that. Specifically, I want to call out GameStop. Have you seen what what they've said in the last couple of days? I I didn't hear that Maggie, my girl, said that they basically said, fuck the CDC in so many words. GameStop believes it is an essential business at this point. I think they are. (laughs) Why? Everybody's streaming video games to begin with. GameStop's stock has uh, gone through the floor over the last two to three years because of streaming and all that. So they're another case example of a revenue stream. And again, I get it to a certain degree, but what... What cost are you holding on to every dollar that you that you want to see every? Do- it's about the bo- the bottom line, right? At this point, with a lot of these places, is just get as much revenue as I can at any expense. But GameStop saying they're going to keep their doors open until the government comes and shuts them down. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have that that mentality. Then then that's why I'm saying, come and shut them down. Honestly, do you think that the government should at this point yes. for GameStop? Oh, for places like, yeah, for non-essential retail places, the Best Buys. Uh, nobody's going to Best Buy for any essential survivalist uh, stuff at this point. Well, unless you need batteries. What about movie trading company? Shut it down. Okay. Oh, wow. So, where, where, when well, was the last do- time you were there? I was there earlier this afternoon. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> it's, I had some movies to bring back. Oh, okay. Uh, so but was, so but if you girl, take a look yeah. at the table here, I've got a box of, well, it, sorry, sorry, there's a lot of stuff on the table. Uh, I've got my box of grease monkey gloves, and I put a pair of these on every time I go out in the public because I'm worried about opening the doors. Um, I am, to a certain degree, business as usual. 
not really. I go grocery shopping for little stuff that I can I can tack on to our surplus already. And yeah, I do go to the movie place because I need to stay entertained. And also, it is a secondary business for me. Wink, wink. So I do have to keep that revenue stream somewhat alive. But oh, um, hey, business is booming. B- business is booming, by the way, because <laughs> people have nothing to do right. other than, uh, then, then buy digital To code. an extent, you do empathize with GameStop as to why they're no, doing that. No, because GameStop was dying beforehand, and they just are too naive to realize that yeah. nobody gives a shit about their stores anymore. And they're, they're doing it to... S- Look, nobody <laughs> nobody's walking into GameStop and buying video games anymore. However... In this little window of time, there may be a 10 to 20% surge in people who'd be like, oh, I need to buy some video games because I'm going to be at home for two yeah. months. And that's why they're staying open. And that is the part that I disagree with. Them what about pickup only? Yeah. Can't, can't browse in the store, but you can yeah. pre-purchase online I like and, that. and pick up only. I, that's, I that's like that. Be, you know that's going to be the compromise. There's right? a couple of places that are doing that already. I want to say... Uh, some retailers doing that locally, and I was impressed by it. Burger King uh, has said that they're going to give out free kids' meals with purchase yeah. of any meal starting on Monday. Uh, and they also have this little – Burger King's interesting. Th- they've got this – like, this is another example of why weren't you doing this in the first place. I, I'm always cautious, like, when the, the fast food delivery uh, – I'm sorry, the fast food window guy has his hands on my card. He's got his hands on my bag and all that. Yeah. And I'm always wanting to peer over uh, the window to see if the cooks are wearing gloves like they should be. I've always been that way. But now Burger King is introducing touchless – uh, or contact-free drive-through window. So they put your food in um, like a plastic container, and then you take the plastic container. Kind of more so plastic for the world to yeah, more digest. plastic for the world to yeah. digest. You pick it up. Yeah, you pick it up. So, they, but somebody's touching it. Somebody's somebody touching it still. It <laughs> so yeah, it's just probably the it's guy weird. with the bloody hands handling the meat just drops it on the fucking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically just drops it there. It's it's. I, what I'm very, what I'm going to be fascinated by, and I need to actually write this down in a journal or blog it or something like write that. Write it down is here. Here, okay, I'll make the statement. Then here, uh, where are we going to be a year from now when it comes to what ends up staying over? Like earlier, at the, we were having this conversation about how people in China, before this Corona outbreak outbreak happened. There were tons of people in China that were walking around with masks, not just because of the pollution, but because they still have avian yeah. flu, bird avian flu, flu PTSD. Yeah. They've been through so much shit. So I'm wondering, uh, you know, a few years from now, are there still going to be people walking around with masks because of what we've gone through when it comes to the coronavirus? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, think yeah. Well, the coronavirus is still going to be around in five years. Yeah, yeah. and be, more so then. Mm-hmm. Or people are going to be walking around. You're going to walk around downtown Dallas and San Antonio and see a lot of more people with masks than you were. A year ago, you know, it's going to be very fascinating. What the long-term effects from this, whether it's from the physical manifestations of people, like you mentioned earlier, I was reading an article about how people who are in their 30s are a lot of them have a 30% drop when it comes to lung capacity. Yeah, because they vape, they smoke, they're vaping. I think is is really bad for us. Oh, vaping, so weird. I'm talking about with just because of the coronavirus. There there was a study that showed that their lung capacity. Oh, the lasting effects afterwards is is changed. Yeah, absolutely. The the lasting physical effects of this are going to be fascinating to observe. The psychological and social, you know, social economical effects are going to be interesting. Oh, super interesting. I mean, we're we're talking about twenty to thirty percent, in my opinion. 20 to 30, maybe even more percent of the buildings are just going to be 
seized, uh, going to disappear, going to be closed down. Um, this is like a brick and mortar killer. Um, in, oh, in for my retail opinion. and yeah. restaurant and stuff. Yeah, retail, local restaurants, all that. Unless there is, well, I think restaurant and bar will. It, it it ebbs and flows always. They'll pop up again, but there's yeah. a lot of places that I love here in the DFW that are going to be gone. Yes. They're not going to be temporarily shut. They're, gonna They're be just going to be gone, gone period. Yeah. It's going to change the local landscape considerably. There was a, a... In every city. A Punjabi, every city, yeah. A Punjabi restaurant that just opened up down from where I was working that was they were just opened up. They were really excited. I went in there. I was really happy for them. Hey, guys, your food's great. They're closed right now. Yeah. They're yeah. completely closed, and the sign doesn't even say temporarily. Yeah. So, I mean, all the landscape, like you said, of brick and mortar around the DFW, around all the major cities in North America, it's going to change completely. I'm, I'm worried though, about some stuff, though. Like what? Uh, I'm worried about the government repossessing it and owning, uh, taking control over some of these small businesses via this bailout that we keep hearing about uh, when it comes to small businesses. I don't know that they would take control. We don't know if there's they're, any they're writing or loans. small p- yeah. Grants. Sounds like but, you're worried about them seizing but, the means of production. Yeah, what it sounds like <laughs> to me is the federal government's coming in to play as if they're a bank when it comes I don't know how bailouts work. They, they did that before. But they did it with the auto industry uh, for sure, and they're going to do it all over again with all of these industries. And we don't know without reading the pages and pages of, of literature if there's any sort of, you know, ownership um, percentage or anything like that that goes into play. I mean, obviously there is. It's not just a bailout. It may be the thousand bucks to someone. Yeah, you're not indebted to the government because you got a thousand dollar check to keep you alive for three no, weeks. No, absolutely. There, there, but was, there were strings attached in 2008 whenever they built out Wall Street. Yes. There'll be more strings attached with these yes. I, that are limiting the things that they didn't limit that first yes. time around, but there will be somebody somewhere that takes advantage of it. You're absolutely right. If you want your mom and pop uh, you know, restaurant to stay open and it was doing good business beforehand and you wanted to sustain you're going to be paying us back this $50,000 check that we're going to cut you every month. Yeah. So that to me sounds like seize, seizing property or that's n- us yeah, seizing ownership. Yeah, that's 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 creating a, a way in that wasn't there to begin with. I would be more worried about uh, other companies coming in and picking these things up. Uh, like Amazon. Or Disney be getting into the restaurant business <laughs> on top of everything. Oh, Am- Amazon's going to have a pop-up restaurant by August, September, <laughs> uh, because of this stuff. Yeah, I'm worried bet. that we're all, well, I think we talked about this before, sort of a monolithic corporate entity running everything. Remember like, yeah. in, the, like in all these movies, these sci-fi films in the future, it's referred to as the company. Yeah. The company. It's one. It's already referred to that in paperwork for companies. Yeah. Like they say, uh, yeah, on the dotted like line, God. it's the company. Yeah. But I mean, if what's implied in all these different sci-fi and cyberpunk films is that there's, in the future, there's one giant company that owns everything. All the restaurants, all the retailers, they own everything. I'm worried that this could f- push that closer. Right. That's one of the negative effects. For I'm every action, about. there's an equal and opposite reaction. And in here, under you know, untethered capitalism, it's a shitty reaction. Uh, those are what too often happens. I don't want Amazon to like what Morgan's saying, be able to buy up a lot these of, sort these of small, small, businesses. vulnerable mom and pop businesses. You know, here comes Jeff Bezos saying, "Oh, guess what? <laughs> We're we'll in the restaurant you. business. We now. are now. Yeah." Y- you know uh, what? It's nauseating to think about. It, it is. It, it really is. We're not there yet, but I think we'll see the, the signs of, of getting there, and we'll be able to cut it off at the head if we see it, even if it's on this little show. 
So, there could be enough people you would hope that would protest. It really yeah. sucks yeah. because I'm I'm always saying support your local mom and pop places. Like the, me and Maggie, my girl, we have an obsession with that. Instead of going to like a large food chain, we look for mom and pop places in Richardson, and we go there and shop and we go there and eat. This is gonna cock it all up because now I'm telling everyone just don't go out. Yeah. Don't go out. Stay your ass at home. It's the most selfless act you can do right now, especially if you go to these fucking restaurants where you know there's a lot of old people that hang out there. Mm-hmm. So right now I feel really shitty because I'm always telling people for the past few years, hey, yeah, support your local mom and pop restaurants. Now I'm telling you the opposite. And well, you're doing it circumstantially. Yeah, it's and some people are just getting, you know, pickup or whatever. Uh, from you can do them that, and then, yeah. And I'm, I'm supporting them by, you know, paying them a more, lot more than what you would normally The cognitive uh, dissonance that I'm experiencing it. right now, I can't be alone in it. It's driving me out of my mind because I, I want to support these mom-and-pop places. But I'm like, somebody's handling my food there who I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to do that. But that's going to happen anywhere regardless unless it's you cooking your own food, right? Even then, it's like when I'm going to go to do a Walmart pickup on Sunday. Yeah, you don't know the guy that dropped the produce off. I don't know the off. guy that dropped the produce off is coughing all but over But you do it. know the coronavirus survives on... Oh, well, we don't know how long it survives on food. Uh, you, you know, my, wife, my wife's friend sent my wife an email that claimed um, that lemons... Wait, oh so are, no. we take, are we taking this as an official source? <laughs> this is a... You, you you don't want to believe this, the the no, supervisor, is, no, but I, your wife's friend. This is just you know those things that I've, I talk about. How there's always somebody out there to take advantage, yes. and that you can't rely on that person. Uh, you know necessarily. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I I read some of it to you. I think last time, right? Um, Maybe you did. Uh, so it's coming from some doctor in China. Uh, oh, no. oh man, it just gets worse. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, Oh, I thought the, all the doctors in China were dead. He's the CEO of the Beijing Military Hospital. That okay. sounds really official. Okay. Sliced lemon in a glass of warm water can save your life, he says. Well, the vitamin C might. Help yeah, the vitamin C is just <laughs> like, I mean, we've known that one, doctor, whatever your name is. I've got a box of emergency sitting on the uh, counter over there. Yeah, yes. thanks. So whatever you are doing, take a look at this message and pass it on to others. Oh, man. Uh, hot lemon can kill cancer cells. Okay. Uh, cut lemon into three parts and put it in a glass. Then pour hot water and transform it into alkaline water. Drink it every day. It will definitely benefit everyone. I don't think this guy went to chemistry class <laughs> <laughs> or biology. What the? Yeah, but he's a Chinese uh, CEO, CEO doctor, whatever CEO the hell that the, means. Of the Beijing Military uh, Hospital, yeah. sir. And after reading this message, please, tr- you know, send it to everyone you know. You know, chain mail again. Yeah, and I'm like, and one of my wife's friends sent this sent to her. And of course, she's her. like, "Can you believe my friend is this dumb?" And I'm like, "Well, well maybe your friend, maybe her friend was just being facetious. You don't think that she? Oh no, no, this person, know. you know, is Pro- probably took it seriously. But after being confronted, was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just joking. Around. Like, really? How many did you people do for this too? Probably about a shitload of lemons. <laughs> <after>. <laughs> Miguel, uh, you were, Fuck. uh, you you were on your way to dis. We we wanted to have this conversation on the show before. I think we chipped away at it a little bit, but certainly not the whole gravitas of it. But y- you've always wanted to talk about karma. Yeah. And about the element of karma. I'm fascinated am by the concept. Am I out of line when I say that, to a certain degree, this globally, on a global level, for the human being, is something that that was an inevitability? 
why would that be out of line if we were past due for an outbreak to begin with? I mean, that's because because I'm willing to go one step further and say that like the behavior of the human being warranted something like this, not warranted, uh, uh, accelerated the inevitability. I would have agreed with you the f- with the first thing. You okay, said. Uh, like no, absolutely. <laughs> but Look, but that can be that can be a very oppressive statement to people who. To the Miami Beach spring break crowd, if you say, you know, you might have coronavirus coming to you with this sort of attitude, right? That can be like kind of, yeah. There's a there's a type of social Darwinism that is inevitably going to take place here. And now I feel bad saying that because I have relatives, my grandparents, who I love. I would take a bullet for. Mm-hmm. They're going to be affected by this, and I'm terrified for them. I'm mm-hmm. terrified about a lot of s- sweet, innocent old people that are going to be, yeah. you know, affected by this. That's who I am worried about. I'm pissed that the fucking people who are going to deliver that eventuality to them are the people like the inconsiderate spring breakers. So, no, I don't feel sorry for them. Yeah. I, I don't feel sorry for people who should know better and are what's the embodiment of willful ignorance. Because it's not like you're, you're, um, you're not hearing what's going on. Right. It's not like you, we haven't been hearing like what Morgan said. For fucking weeks this has been going on. But for you to be in front of a camera knowing millions, billions of people are going to watch this and say... Uh, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to live my life. It's Social Darwinism is going to take you and kick the shit out of you. If it's not coronavirus, it's going to be something else. Now, let me... Um, I sorry, hope so. go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you hope so. <laughs> um, Sounds weird. I mean... Now here, no, 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 no. It's not insensitive. It's okay. It's, it's not insensitive. And I don't want what I'm about to say to sound insensitive either. Those sweet old folks... Do you think there were moments in their time, in their youth, where yeah. they felt the same way about something? Yeah, I think we all okay. kind of feel that way at some point. I don't know. I don't know. We've all been. You have been there, bro. I don't know if you point. ever listened to your own rap music, but you have been there. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I did that via a conduit, oh, okay. via an alter ego, which yeah. I think actually is the the most hel- the healthiest way to do it. True. It's sort of like writing in a journal. It's sort of, of like it getting your stuff out. Yeah, except I had the luxury of being a different slice of. Personality when I did it. The WWE influence to create a a separate personality. Absolutely, that's what wrestlers do. I mean, Osborne did it. They get on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, not a lot of people take advantage or or, are creative enough to figure out how to how to do that. And what you end up with is the bystander effect, to where people um, watch a lot of bad shit happen in their lifetimes and don't speak up on it and are just uh, complacent with the world around them because it's not effective. It's not affecting their livelihood or their life. Sometimes it's not complacency. It's just I don't want to get involved. Okay, but okay. what if that is negli- or, or yeah, negligence? Is what if negligence has a karmatic reaction? I just had this conversation. Politicians are like that. I don't give a shit about women's rights until my mistress needs an abortion. I don't give a shit about <laughs> al- <laughs> really, and I, or I don't give a shit about fucking Alzheimer's until my husband's diagnosed right, with it. Right. God bless Nancy Reagan. Right. Then you started changing your little tune on stem cell research, Nancy. Yep. Or uh, you know what? I hated gay rights. I fucking hate gay people. I think gay people are going to hell. Wait a minute, my daughter's gay. Eh, maybe I should reassess this. So if we do reap what we sow, then, then. W- how willing are you to let the people who are doing the sewing continue to sew the way they've sewed? Does that make sense? Well, how do we stop them? All we can do is make fun of them. No, you, you, uh, no, no, no. You point out the fact that 
you start to have Larry David moments where you just don't let anything go by. You just say something about it. There you go. Or you remove their you remove their ability to sew on your behalf. Well, that's what we're doing now. We're yes. we're, we're trying to implement all these regulations that we're talking about because we have these morons that are going to be on TV. If we didn't put these regulations in, how many kids in Dallas would be right now at the club? Yeah, right. On a fucking Thursday night. Thursday night. It's college yes. night, man. But we're doing this under the guise of uh, of circumstantial um, uh, cause. There, there's a reason why we're doing it. If Corona wasn't around, we wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, we don't have. Okay, so what I'm saying is, moving forward, we just do it as if Corona is. Is there as if there is always uh, an imminent crisis because oh, look. because we've uncovered the fact that there might always be an imminent crisis going on. We're just not empathetic with it because it's not going on in our lives. Of course, this is what's going to happen. People are going to taste the sugar. People uh. right now in our society are going to be like, wait a minute, I could have been all universal. of this is going on. <laughs> I could have been getting universal basic income, and they lied when they said they didn't have the money for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is a fucking good idea that we cut into the military industrial complex budget and we get this instead. People are going to taste the sugar about what the government could be doing for them and society could be doing for them. And they're going to be like, damn, maybe Andrew Yang and Bernie Sanders are right. Maybe there is something to this when it comes to a more important social safety net. And beyond that, forget the social safety net. So let's say I'm a libertarian for a second. Just being cautious. Motherfuckers that are like, like, you know, years from now when people are going to cough and sneeze without covering their mouth, we're going to want to punch <laughs> them in the fucking mouth. I hope so. I love it. Like, I mean, but, but we should have been doing that. I'm we like should have been now. doing it, yeah, with the guy with 5G on his cell phone sitting next to you uh, at work. You should have been like, hey, man, uh, that can heighten my chances of <laughs> coming down with corona because it weakens my immune system because of the low emission radiation that that you know thing's what? sending. I you know saw what? that article. We're gonna oh, you saw the tie-in? Well, yeah. It's it's gaining a little I, bit of steam. I shit on Jill Stein. Uh, Jill, is she R.L. Stein's? Uh, no, she's no. a politician. I think half is full of shit, half is okay. Oh, well, uh, she, okay. I shit on her two years ago because she was giving a lecture on which she says that there could be some validity, something to the idea of 5G being inevitably well, toxic is. to us. Yep. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to shit on her because we don't know. This is breaking news. Well, Wuhan was the rollout city for China for 5G in November of 2019. A year from now, we could be actually having something in the scientific literature showing us that 5G does mess with our immune system. Now, if it does, <laughs> if it does and it just so happens that 2019-2020 was rollout phase for 5G, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying 5G is coronavirus at all. Let's, let's re- yep, reel that back a little bit. What I'm saying is perhaps if coronavirus has been around for hey, I'm, I'm quoting you here if it's been around for a long time and we just didn't know it what if 5g is the trigger to say uh, okay to make it worse yes uh now your immune system is compromised to a degree that that we can't even discuss because it's so minute right but inside of your cellular makeup now all of a sudden the common cold is a little bit more serious. Kick yeah, it's harder because yeah. your immune system compromised yes. because of technology we don't have a fully understanding of. Correct. That's terrifying. It's like with Teflon. It's like that's why I'm not. I'm not <laughs> Explain n- that one. Really? I mean, like, we watched the movie The Dark Waters with Mark Ruffalo that everyone needs oh, to yeah, see that yeah, not yeah. many, not enough people saw. And now, decades ago, everyone thought Teflon was fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Most of the world's population has been poisoned from one extent to another. With, with Teflon there, poison, there's endless types of those stories over the course and of the last fifty to sixty still years. Yeah, finding 
how negative effects yeah. the Teflon has played into our lives and poisoning us. Yep. Okay. Um, so this we're a couple years away from the Teflon infomercial at 2 a.m. saying if you're a victim of Teflon, you can call this 800 number and get a set. That's already a thing. Yeah, it's already. Oh, it is. I believe <laughs> so. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So I'm saying for maybe we're 50 fi- years away from 5G infomercials. Yep. So yeah. I, we're hopefully not 50. 50. No, it's gonna probably be a, a year. It's going to be a few years. And but I what I'm saying is we get, we can get possibly. the fucking sizz. Is that is that what it is? A sith or scythe? The big long uh, swords with the the. The Grim Reaper thing. What, what's he holding? Sickles. Sickle. sickle. We could take a sickle to 5G and just fucking do away with it right now well, before it even comes out. I don't care about money. I don't care. Ab- well, we did. We didn't. But we don't, we, don't, we don't know that yet. Well, they well are, what we have to do. Antennas we have to study. We have to study it yeah, right yeah. now, here and now, and say, hey, those congressional hearings they were having a year ago where everybody was saying, we don't know how serious the implications to our health are, or uh, this school that was uh, right next to a 5G tower came back with 30% uh, radiation emissions and some of the kids and some of the testing. And those are all alarming stories that do not make it to NBC Nightly News. But they should. Um, they should over the celebrities, over the cause of the day, whatever the hell is going on in politics. Those are the sorts of things. Uh, uh, corporate media is not going to cover it until they're forced to. That's what happened with Teflon. And it became a scary story that they could take advantage of. Before then, their their constituency, which is basically the, the commercials that yep. are giving their company money, yep. are making money off of those products. Okay. So uh, corporate media doesn't have any fucking real incentive to do journalistic, you know, have journalistic integrity to report those stories until the shit hits the fan. That's what happened with Teflon, yep. and that's what's going to happen with 5G and all these other technologies that we're so digging right now. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I asked Morgan uh, on the last episode, what happens if this this coronavirus deal is just the first of a cascade of major events? What if the United States and the world, for that matter, has really gotten lucky over the course of the last 40 to 50 years in dealing with like World War II style events, and I'm not saying war uh, and nonstop war or anything, but equivalencies of what war feels like or war warlike scenarios, except with things that we haven't had to deal with, like uh, plague, uh, disease, uh, just disease. Uh, so you're talking about all these things happening in a short amount of time. We're catching up on this all this shit. Yes. Our our uh, our cause our cause and effect ratio is dwindling, and we, uh, or we have less time to to be negligent of our decisions yeah um, in real time where we're what what if we are moving towards a world where you are held accountable for your choices and your decisions and you have to make this is across the board not just the intellectual folks walking out there who who do make conscious choices and decisions but even the negligent ones, what if their karma catches up to them in, at a much quicker rate? And they're, yeah, yeah, there we go. That. What if they're, what if they're faced with their own, we talked about this, when we need one-on-one sort of individual events that bring shit to a forefront for you as an individual and say, you're going to start caring about shit a little bit more otherwise this feeling that you're feeling of dread and uh anxiety and uh, unsure about where your life's going because prior you thought it was sunshine rainbows party 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 and that uh going out with your friends on a nightly basis at random restaurants and not really caring about the folks around you just living in your little bubble was what life was all about but it's really not 
Right. I mean, you're talking about a, a, the ultimate break in complacency. By not, not going too far with it, just saying a little bit of balance, a little bit of moderation. You don't go all out jackass mode nonstop for your entire life because if you do, then you're, you're cut off very quickly. Right. I mean, the pendulum is going to swing one way hard when something happens and then kind of balance off in the middle. Yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm worried about this event. We can call it an event. You know, this. It is an event. This thing um, sort of causing other shit to happen. Like, for instance, the relationship between Saudi. I think I think, did I talk to you about this? The relationship between Saudi Arabia and Russia right now. Oh is man, the scary. oil prices. Yeah, they're going through an oil price war right now. I don't want that uh, to escalate into anything else that could come remotely close to anything militaristic. That, to me, is terrifying because Saudi has us by the balls, okay? That's our dealer. If they go to war with Russia, what are we going to do? I mean, we're going to protect our interests, and we're going to we, – we would oh. – our presidents have held hands with Saudi princes and kings. We, I don't want to think about what they're willing to do for them. Now that you mention that, the, the argument could be made that we're insulating for that potentiality by just keeping everyone at home and not driving. <laughs> Let's not have people use. Well, I'm saying, yeah, like yes, yeah. we can. <laughs> okay. Morgan's face. I've is missed like, this. Uh-oh. I've missed this look because for the last two weeks, Morgan's been in agreement with me on a lot of my points, and he's actually sort of uh, run with them and and brought some interesting takes um, that have built on on some of my ex- most extreme. I didn't. Even, did I even answer the worst case scenario thing? You say yeah. You had said to an extent that you think that it's going to be worst case scenario is in a, in a month uh, we're meandering in in Canada or at least I'm in Canada re- meandering remotely in the, well, in, the uh, in the mountains. And uh, I'm hunkered down in my place with all my shit loaded. Yeah. Yeah. Cal- California just issued a statewide stay at home order. Yeah, shelter at home, right? What is that? What say, it, w- it says stay at home. Stay at what? home instead of shelter at home. Yeah. What the hell's the difference? Uh, For people like myself who okay. don't understand the nuance of that, does that mean you it's can't a pyramid. go out? Look, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about it like the food pyramid. I, I bet it, it's not anything different than what we're currently going through. Except so don't they just go, you go out for essentials only? It's yeah. essentials only. What, so is, yeah. what is essentials? Uh, food. Food. Right. So in other words, the grocery stores Food and are medical open. supplies. Yeah. Grocery yes. stores, gas station, medical places. Yes. Are but Best Buys are closed. Uh, movie trading companies are closed. GameStops are closed. So am I to believe that right now in California, entertainment places are all closed? All of them. Yeah, I don't know so if they get into it here, but I can, I'll can. i flip through this if you guys want to talk. I'm assuming that's what, that, what's what that means, yeah. you think. It, no, it is. Um, now, now, the weird part of all that is that uh, one of my close friends, who's also a listener of the show, currently in Colorado, has a lot of people in the Santa Clara Valley. He just moved to Colorado a couple of months ago from uh, more than uh, maybe half a year ago. Has a lot of family, and his significant other has a ton of family in Northern California. He's getting firsthand accounts that they're still you know going about business as usual so that right now even this was two days ago so so maybe things have changed with the whole shelter in place stay in your house thing. so for sure indoor shopping malls and non-essential retail are going to be closed Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's kind of the same you know uh, anything that's essential for you to be out for like your job or food it is but not quite because the gallery is still open but there's a handful of stores inside that are closed so it's not the entire mall that's closed it's it's this weird sort of 
Like the people that want to stay open till the last second have the right to do it right now and get as much money as they can, but it's inevitable that they will be shut down because it is those Temple of Doom-like uh, walls that are closing in. It's like yeah. I, I, I keep thinking of the, the scene, the infamous scene in Casino. <laughs> Where they stick the guy's head in a vice. That's the yeah. United States right now, yeah. and we're the eyeball in Dallas. Which, which one of which one of these is not like the others? So places like grocery and convenience stores, delivery restaurants, gas stations, pharmacies, banks, and laundromats will remain open. Banks, banks, laundromats. You don't need a bank open. You just leave your ATMs open. You know, oddly, no, there man, are we gotta some get those go cash those government checks, man. Yeah, oddly. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a man with several bank accounts. Um, oh, you got one in the Grand Caymans too. And I, I may, <laughs> I don't remember. I'd have to go to my. Let's go ask anyway. his boys in Langley where they put it. it yeah. Yeah. It's under anyway. a different name. Yeah, exactly. Um, I Morgan do. Ha- I do have a bank that. Uh, Morgan Black, Morgan I Brown. <laughs> I opened an account that I call my lunch card. Uh, so I just I use I it. Heard at, about this? I just use it at you know fast food places or where I go to lunch simply. Because uh, I have a, bu- I want to budget myself for lunch, and I want to limit my risk if my data gets stolen at a restaurant, which is very common, right? That particular bank account, uh, though, I cannot do deposit by ATM. What the hell? I wonder why. It's weird. I, I don't know. I got to go inside the deposit, or I got to mm. transfer money from another account to it. It's weird. How worried? Are you, how worried are you? At it, it is weird, but you're weird. So I mean, it's thanks. Appreciate it. It's okay. You're weird now. I'm thinking ri- ahead. Yeah, you are. So on that topic, uh, are you worried about cash runs no. in the next month? No. I got Bitcoin, bro. No, no, no. Are you worried about <laughs> the general public making cash runs? No. What do you mean by that? Uh, like toilet paper, ver- but it's cash. No, so everybody runs out to the ATM, and there are lines at the ATM in the next week or two. As this constricts and as that head-in-the-vice effect takes place— uh, people run out to their chases, their Wells well, Fargo's, Wells Fargo, and the they they line the up and they take all the cash out. Well, the problem is though, you what are you going to pay cash for right now? Like if you're having, what to are you going to use all that toilet paper for right now? It doesn't matter. It, but in this case, it would, right? Because uh, let's say as it is right now, a lot of stuff you're buying off Amazon, like you're if you're buying essentials off Amazon, they're not taking cash. Okay. So th- I don't know that there'll be a large cash run in this case. And there's no fear that the bank's going to fail at this point. Chase is closing down a heck of a lot of their branches. They're not taking them out of business, but they're closing them down. No, they're just down. closing them down. I would assume that the smaller banks are. You know, the way I look at it, the banks are very similar to the way the airlines are working. Like the big airlines are still flying their planes. Uh, the smaller airlines, some of them have just keeled over and died and called it quits. Uh, There's a couple of airlines that are Seattle-based or Washington-based that only fly regionally that are just bankrupt at this point and just out of business. Jesus. Uh, The middle-rung airlines are the ones who... ah. I am going through a refinance of my home mortgage right now, and (sighs) so far that process hasn't slowed down, but it may, Mm -hmm. I guess. The banks are never going to be allowed to, to fail again. They're not. Uh, b- because, I mean, we may get lucky, and there's going to be some heavy strings attached to them. We may even reinforce Glass-Steagall, uh, that infamous... It was a law we had back uh, um, that Clinton overturned, the first neoliberal, that basically put a lot of regulation on banks. It was called the Glass-Steagall Act, and what they basically did is you can't gamble with your client's money. You can't 
charge them this amount. You know, like it, huh. was, it was it was an act after the depression in which we came down on the banks hard on their corruption. We had them by the balls, and we said, we're not going to pull this shit anymore. You're not going to be shady when it comes to people's money because you crashed our economy. You almost destroyed this country. Now, Clinton was at the forefront of killing that thing. That's why we call him the first neoliberal, the first corporatist Democrat. So what I'm wondering is, this time, when we bail out the banks, are we going to do that again? Are we going to go to them and say, you know what? We're sick of you guys fucking around. We're sick of you guys gambling with your clients' money. We're going to come down on you really, really hard when it comes to regulation. I'm wondering if that's going to be one of the eventualities of this situation hmm. in which... I just don't think banks are uh, a problem here in this situation. Not in this situation, but I think that when it comes to still well, bailing them out. So though. don't we have don't we have like a very fresh, recent example of that with the, uh, I guess at this point... It started with $1.5 trillion that was put back oh into the stock my. market, right? Uh, but it was in $500 billion waves. Well, um, are you talking about the, f the Fed? Yes. Okay, so that's going to banks. It's not going to, no oh, right. to Wall Street. Yeah, right. But, it, well, it's going to banks so that they can reinsert it into the market. No, it's going to banks so they can cover the amount of loans that they're making, so they can reach their FDIC regular uh, uh, reserve stuff that they have to meet for people's accounts and the loans that they make. It, okay. It's not, I mean, well, someone well like me uh, refinancing is helping me. Okay. Because if the bank was slowing that process down or was worried that they didn't have enough insurance to cover this, their outstanding debt or what they ha have on hand, uh, then they might not do things like this. Okay. Then maybe I'm talking about something else. So let me clarify for a second. Not an article. It's uh, oh, it's actually it's Amazon Prime's pantry, which oh, wow. is uh, notorious for you know being able to deliver grocery goods and uh, whatever you could buy in a grocery store in one to two day deliveries. Saying we are temporarily closing Prime Pantry because we're resupplying. Ah, that's why resupplying. <laughs> Which could simply be a person or pe and people power issue. Well, that's a major issue then. It's a solvable issue that doesn't mean the supply is cut off, the pantry will never open again, and oh my God, this is the first domino to fall, and all no, no, grocery no, stores no, will be out of that. product. But let's go back in time. <laughs> let's go back in time three to four days. Amazon put out a, a blitz that said we're looking to hire a hundred thousand people. Yes. Okay, so locally, when we go into the grocery stores and they, they're all putting out their, hey, we want to hire people. Why are they hiring people? They're trying to meet the demand. No, no, no. Uh, okay, that's one option. Uh, that's one reason. There were other reasons, Miguel, that you mentioned earlier to why all the grocery stores might be hiring, trying to hire as many people as they potentially can right now. Right. A lot of that's people are calling in. That's too scared to go to work or genuinely sick. Okay. Why would Amazon, th there was news that broke earlier a couple of days ago that one person in an Amazon warehouse got the thing, okay? So why why would the rest of, why is Amazon immune to coronavirus is what I'm saying. Well, they're not. Okay, so if, if there are people falling ill very quickly within the ranks of- It's been of here for six weeks. They're not falling ill quickly, well, okay. go ahead. Okay, so maybe we're playing catch up then like the rest of the world is and- Maybe the supply chain, as far as Amazon's business as usual, is also getting interrupted, just like every other business. Why, is, why would Amazon well, be immune? Well, an interruption is not a collapse. But it is when Amazon is oh, arguably 60 to 70% of your a, a commercial... Collapse, a collapse of a bridge uh, means that the bridge will no longer be functioning for many years because it's going to take us that long to build the bridge back up, right? right. The... Uh, 
cording off the bridge because you just don't want a bunch of traffic on it is a completely different story, right? Right. And so I, I don't think what we're looking at here is the bridge collapsing. We're looking at we just need to slow some of the traffic down because we can't keep up with demand. Okay, but here's the weird part in that is for the last three to four days, my wife and I have been saying, well, what if we're out of something at the grocery store? And she said, oh, we can just get it on Amazon. And now that option's gone. Yeah, it chips my ass, I'll say that. So now my <laughs> so what now my option is back to, man, I better hope the grocery store's got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. There's one on every corner. Yeah. I mean, it might, right. it might benefit you to buy a cow. So you can just <laughs> milk it for your milk. Get, or get you a goat. Goat milk's supposed to be better than cow milk anyway. Yeah. Slightly. What's your worst case scenario, Morgan? What do you mean? What's your worst case scenario with all this? Oh, I don't know. You I know, my know. worst case scenario is my best case scenario because my worst case scenario is none of this shit is real. Like none <laughs> of it out here has <laughs> ever been real. It's and all I've been fake. deep faked for the last 30 years of life. And the people in China, there's like 1% of them that are actually really there. Oh my gosh, here we go again. <laughs> Whole world's a simulation, and we're just. Uh, I yeah, I caught that part on your last uh, episode. Yeah, I didn't say the whole world's a simulation. Uh. I said a percentile of the world is just a simulation based on the fact that it's been created by a human hand. That's all. Okay. All right. Where do we go there's, from there's here? There's a lot of things that are created by human hands that can still fuck us up. Half of them right now, <laughs> you can buy. People are stocking up on yeah. to to see what Morgan what, what Morgan was saying is to defend themselves. Uh, this is a uh, before I I'm gonna have to bounce here soon, but before That's fine. before I do, I just wanted to my homegirl from work. She had just posted something on her uh, Instagram on the little story thing. You know, you can. What do you mean you gotta bounce? It's not like you gotta be somewhere in the morning. Well, I got I got well, I work at home now. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be so fucking weird and alien to me. But uh, she had posted something that says, how long does, I didn't know any of this, how long does coronavirus last on objects? Uh, on, on As aerosol in the air, up to three hours. Mm-hmm. On copper, four hours. On cardboard, 24 hours. Yeah, it's weird. an old article. Really? I didn't know this. And this one, on plastic, two to three days. It was also covered in M20 for those who are interested. Oh, in you guys bank. hit this too? I missed that yep. part then. But yeah, on stainless steel. It's always good to reiterate this kind of information, though. Uh, stainless steel is two to three days. Yep. That is so weird that it lasts more on that than cardboard. Which mm-hmm. to me, there I was like wanting, tempted to spray down my Amazon boxes every single time I get a new fucking package. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like daily for you, though, right? Uh, what the hell has my girl been telling you? <laughs> Nothing. She, whatever. She's probably been ratting <laughs> me out. That's gonna have to slow down then, because I'm I'm trying. As, I don't know how everyone how you guys are adapting to this. Morgan, it doesn't sound like you're adapting to this at all. What do you mean? I mean, what are you doing I, you to know, change your I behavior have, and habits because of this shit? I know everyone gets tired of people hearing this, but I have been socially distancing my whole entire life. I, I mean, outside <laughs> of my wife, she's probably the only person I have touched. Outside of shaking hands in years, probably. I mean, I guess I hug my family, but you know what? I, I mean, I don't, I'm not in places where there's a lot of people. I don't really go to concerts. I don't really go to movie but theaters. You, go to, you like the horse races, though. I do, but there's not that Can't many Can't do that there. anymore. No, they, Lone Star Park's closed, goddammit. When did they close park. that? Uh, this week. Oh, wow. 
This and how week. often did you go to that? Uh, I go every Saturday, generally. And you're not going to be able to now for God knows how Two weeks. You know what's not closed is disc golf courses. They'll never close those. They are public parks. Parks, parks no, are going to be closed. They'll, say, no, they'll say you can't go to a park with more than five people. I don't know. They can't shut down city I'm parks. I'm fascinated that it's because you have a bias because you're a big disc golfer. No, it's not because I have a bias. It's because if you, me, and Morgan want to go disc golfing tomorrow, <laughs> we can exactly. socially distance and disc golf. That's true, too. We like, you're not chummy chummy like uh, shoulder to shoulder playing disc golf, and you never, unless you're you got a bunch of tryhards, you'll never run across a group of like ten to twenty people. How long do how long hmm. before you think they do actually close down the parks altogether? I don't think they they will because I think there's people living in parks. Exercise go. Yeah, I exercise is let go so far. Yeah. Oh, but I think when I, today as I was leaving my uh, my place, there's a playground right behind us. There's a little small park in the that's playground right behind us. See, that's what I Because that's a I, consolidated area. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if if there's ten people on a playground right now, I'm oh, not I'm not going anywhere close I, to it. Playgrounds are petri dishes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're Shit daycares like outside. Yeah. And so I can imagine that's, that's going to be very interesting to have the playground mm-hmm. closed off. But that's what I'm saying. Office buildings are, well, I mean, you learned this firsthand. Office yeah. buildings are next to go. And there. I don't care how big or small you are, there will be compliance uh, with mandatory municipal or state law that that's come down on. If, if you don't, if your business owner doesn't want to be fined 50K for uh, just ignoring it, then... It's inevitable. It's inevitable that what's happening in California right now happens as the country shrinks. Yeah. Are you, are you saying as California yeah, goes, the rest of the country goes? No, the coasts. Because oh. this this hit the coasts first, right? Just based on air travel and inflow from Europe versus inflow from or Asia. It, it could be that our largest cities happen to be on the coast. It could just be that. Well, you could look at the travel from uh, Asia to America and say that 60% of it comes in off the West Coast, and then 60% of the travel from Europe comes into the East Coast. I mean, there's I, two oceans I don't know, there. bro. There's a big big international airport that's one of the largest in the world right here in yeah, our but backyard. we're a hub nobody's nobody from uh from wuhan says ah we're all going to dallas uh the, we're we're a hub for travel uh that's that's I, dallas fort worth dallas is a reputation. hub for finance and banking and oil and gas. Yes, we're in conventions because we're centrally located. Yeah, I don't know that we're final destinations for those people though. We're not we're, a destination. Uh, I no, sir. Uh, all right. People aren't catching connecting flights at DFW all day long. Yes, they are. No, they're not. We are the largest connecting flight airport other than O'Hare. I, I mean, that's that's it. Yeah, we're the two because geographically That's, that's because of one of we're the largest It's because one of the largest airlines has a hub here. Yes. But th- but that's only that's the only reason that there's a lot of connecting geographically. Flights we're we're the hub. Like if you're going L.A. to Miami, uh, and your plane is a, a smaller plane, you stop in Dallas. Not always. Mm, in most cases, we can we'll we'll do that on meandering light. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, I want I, I want to close in a psychological uh, fashion with this with this episode because I think it's important. We opened with the discussion of how the general public's taking all this and where they're at uh, timeline-wise. It's only been three days in America, uh, three or four days to where— Ten days. No, four—I mean, it's been ten days in California and Seattle and New York City, arguably. The moment every sport stopped, uh, that's when we should start counting. 
No, because people weren't quarantined or not quarantined. People were not uh, being told, stay in your home, don't go to work tomorrow quite yet, across the country. They were being told that on the West and the East Coast. But, okay, for the most part, how long have we been affected here in Dallas, in the the middle of the city or in the middle of the country? I I don't know. You're not even affected yet. You're still going to work on a daily basis. Not me. So it hasn't gotten to you. It got to you today. Officially today, I would say it got to me. Four weeks ago, it got to me because I'm a prepper. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I like to be ahead of the shit. But um, we kind of all have to be in the same boat in order for us to be um, simpatico with one another and understanding, empathizing with what's going on in California. That's just kind of the way human nature works. Until until it happens to you, you don't really fully understand. That's why I said, like, uh, maybe we'll feel differently when someone we know is directly affected by this because that's just generally how, how it goes are are you familiar with the kubler ross like grief scale the five stages of grief right okay this is a traumatic event for uh, a majority of folks out there would you agree to that mm. <laughs> i would i would say there's vol- there's there's a lot of literature traumatic that. traumatic because it is a di- it is a a stop to status quo to what they're used to so it, in in its essence it's as if it's as if they got in an accident on the road and they don't know what to do it's as if their car broke down on the highway, and they were expecting expecting it to just continue. I would say well, if my car breaks breaks down on the highway, it's not traumatic. In that short period of time, it is because your destinations work, if and now okay. everything's going through your head, and you're like, "Well, how do I get to work? What do I do?" No, have, well, have you ever had your car break down? <laughs> problems or, happen all the time that you just adapt and overcome. Correct. If you can adapt and overcome. It doesn't, doesn't really matter the situation. You've either got to adapt and overcome or you die. Okay. So, glad you mentioned that. <laughs> the, uh, the grief scale, it begins with denial. When there's, a, when there's a, a real problem in someone's life, a real one, it begins a, a lot of the... Why res- are you looking at me? I'm not looking at... I'm looking at y'all as oh, okay. far as communicating. I'm not... Now, you want me to look... Okay, I can look up or, or down, whatever. <laughs> I'll look at the screen. Uh, The grief scale or the grief cycle begins with denial, which is avoidance, confusion, elation, shock, or fear. It could be argued that I was elated uh, when I was getting into where this could go two or three months ago. You you would say I was elated or I was enjoying it is, I think, what you've... There's a small part of you that's really (laughs) relishing. Okay. It wasn't because of denial of what was going on, but it was because, yes, it's... it's I get invigorated when there's a line of severe thunderstorms heading this way because I love analyzing the risk of when the watches will come, what I have to do to prepare, all that. I don't know. It's just who I am. Um, But, okay, back to the grief cycle. Sorry, I'll, I'll stick to the script. Denial. Avoidance, confusion, elation, shock, fear. Would you agree that the general public is or was there not too long ago? Sure. Okay. Next up is anger, which is frustration, irritation, anxiety. We're not quite there yet. I think several people are. Some people are, but as a whole, do you think we're there yet? Are you angry? No. You're just angry about Lone Star Park. I'm angry about <laughs> Lone Star Park. But I, you know, I got an online betting But account. you're not you're not, sure anxious. you're not anxious. You're not anxious, you're not frustrated, you're not irritated. No. Do you even think people in New York or San Francisco are there yet? 
Probably. Some, Some have to be. Some have to be. Next up is bargaining. Uh, this is sort of the, the, the bottom where folks start giving in to the situation they're in. Struggling to find meaning, reaching out to others, telling one's story. We're not quite there yet either. Not There's not a lot of testimonial. There's the celebrities coming out saying uh, kumbaya and imagine yeah. and, and all that. But there's no real world, real people um, struggling to find meaning, reaching out to others and telling one's story quite yet. There are people reaching out to family. There's no, there's no bargaining with the bigger situation yet. So we still got that to come. Then, this is the last bad, uh, bad one, bad pit stop. You got to go through depression, not in the clinical sense. Um, depression meaning there's something that is overwhelming you, a sense of helplessness, hostility, and flight. Yeah, won't start part close. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> but after all that comes acceptance, and this is. If you can make it through all that. Yeah, I got to that today. I opened my Bovado <laughs> account back up. If you can make it through all the bad stuff that situations like this inevitably forced you to go through, acceptance is exploring new options, new plans in place, and moving on. So that's what we are inevitably, inevitably getting to. But what I'm saying is we can't leapfrog you just can't psychologically leapfrog everything else. Otherwise, otherwise, none of this was ever as serious as it is. Yeah. You're on the side of the fence that thinks none of this was ever that serious? No. I mean, it's it's serious, but, I mean, at some point, you have to take the human... Uh, somebody's going to have to take the human element out, and you'll realize... This is bigger than the human element, serious. is what I'm saying. This yeah. is bigger than human beings grasp of it. it it doesn't the buck doesn't stop at what human being beings think of this is what i'm saying the virus does not care it just doesn't and there's nothing that trump there's nothing that the global leaders that want to spin this their way unfortunately there's nothing that the experts that uh, give you a range from best case to worst case it, what will come and what will be will not be on, on the terms of, of human beings. Even if some malaria-like uh, cure is, is rushed out overnight to say, hey, start sticking this in your arm, it's, it's not going to... This isn't one of those things that we can throw money at. It's not one of those things that we can throw resources at and just sort of flood with excess. It is, it is something that we have to go through these ebbs and flows with and just ride out to get to the acceptance phase. And whether that means we live with it forever, which I hope not, um, I, I hope it's something that we can move on from by, by defeating, but not defeating in the shortcut ways that we've come to defeat things for the last 50, 60 years and not learn from them. Because those things just keep coming back. Those, as soon as we get out of a war and as soon as we claim that we, we're the victors of that war, another one comes right around that we want to insert ourselves in. I don't want to do that with pandemics. I don't want, I don't want to come out on, uh, and, and say and gloat that we beat this thing with a malaria-like uh, cure just to have another uglier pandemic rear its ugly head right around the corner. I want us to get ahead of it while we're going through it 
so that we get a we're we're already at an advantage the next time this comes around. Unfortunately, that means that we should probably not rely on the people that we've come to rely on for things like this because we've seen in a in a drastic vacuum like window how n- unprepared they are for doing their jobs in in general this when 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 anything's outside of the realm of normalcy they fail and so to me, that requires a restructuring on various scales. I hate to tell you, uh, no one would be prepared to, to handle this. No one would have the foresight to um, be ultra prepared for this and, uh, and so on. And especially in our government where... Uh, one person can't make decisions on their own without the... Then uh, that tells me the government may not be the right, the right, rightly chosen energy. government to carry on in the 21st century. Haven't we observed, though, other governments do a much better job with regard to being prepared than we were? I mean, that's like the biggest story right like now is who would comparative. Be South Korea compared to us. Japan? I, I don't know that they've had... Huge success there. When it comes to testing, they have just like South Korea. South Korea is kicking they our ass. They also have an extremely smaller population, and China is right next door. That's true. They've had a lot less deaths. They've been better at testing. They've been better at um, applying antivirals, and you know, so it would and seem. And it could be a cultural less. thing too. It could be. It could be a health thing. They could be in better standing health as general as the general population is concerned. I don't see a lot of obese Chinese people walking the streets. When you see Beijing streets flooded with people, there's just not a ton of of unhealthy looking people. We have uh, we have uh, Mori Povich to <laughs> tell us that there are a lot of unhealthy people here. I'm sorry. There's no Chinese. Povich? Yeah, you know, with like the bedridden 700 pounders who uh, are like. Okay. Well, I mean, Japan is a sumo culture. That's. D- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Th- uh, yeah, I don't think those guys are diabetics, though. They take care of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. The, the more I think about it, and and this is the danger of it, that there is a lot of disconcerting um, variance with with the state of of our culture versus those um i i know mental health is is a bigger discussion that hopefully we have in future episodes but we don't know how how people who are clinically depressed who are legitimately clinically depressed or clinically anxious or um even suffering from like opiate addiction are going to react to coronavirus if they have it if they get it does this impact I didn't think about that. Yeah, does this in impact you on a neurological level to where if you're in a state of depression already and you get diagnosed with this, then what? What happens? It's like anything else. Let's say you're 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 clinically depressed. When they depressed. catch the flu, then what? Yeah, yeah, but but they've always had it's the age old ar- or not age old. It's in the last 6 month argument. We've always had a, a better sense of preparation for the flu. Uh, so you have medication and you have a shot. Yeah, but the depressed folks could bank on that, just like they can bank on going to get their pres- prescription filled and not fall into states of absolute despair because they had something that was slowing down their despair. 
but now you might have something that accelerates your despair. And to someone who's depressed or anxious, that's the opposite of what you want. Yeah, uh, very minor. Man. Okay. With respect to your um, your application of uh, the concept of the five stages of grief, yes, you know, basically applying that to us as a society going through this, yes, I think that makes sense. I think that that that's what's inevitably going to happen is that we're going to see those stages. I also think that unconsciously, we're past denial. Well, yeah, I think we're past denial. Finally, I also think unconsciously you're accusing Morgan of going through the five <laughs> stages of, the, of grief because he had to admit that you were right. No, but 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 if <laughs> he did, if he did, he did Lone it. Star Park. If he closed. did, he did it on a very rapid level, and that's yeah. what I'm saying that we can do as human beings. I'm saying I probably went through that too, but I did it in a microcosm of a moment. I did it in a day or two, and that's not me tooting my own horn. That's saying that uh-huh. I probably. What? Uh, huh? I, I'm, t- I'm terrified to say that because I don't know if, how I'm going to feel tomorrow. So I don't know how that's going to be applicable but this to someone is, like myself. This is the way that it, I think it works with everything that we're foreign to in life. I think this is the path to open-mindedness. So this isn't just the five stages of grief you're saying are not only applicable specifically for death. But for a lot of things. A whole ton of stuff. And and the word grief is a little bit misconstruing when you apply it to other things. Um, but it, it's if I present to you an idea that I have on the world or yeah. a, a, a spiritual conviction that I have, you're going to go through denial, a little bit of anger, whether you, whether you let it. Yeah. Uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. If there's merit to it, if it is a truth. If it is an inevitability, sort of like coronavirus is, this is what you go through. It's still grief. I mean, it's still it's. There's a big difference between me being having grief over something that I've been proved wrong about and having grief over somebody who fucking died. Yes. But you know, it, it's still grief. I mean, it's it's, it's a the same thing though because level. it's a truth. It's 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 something you cannot ignore. Like if yeah, if deny. a family member, yeah, it's something you cannot deny. But you do it anyways. It's the first stage is denying it. Yeah. And as <laughs> it is the same thing. Um, yeah, this can be applied to not only death, it, it can be applied to... A shocking truth. A uh, shocking truth, a realization, um, yeah, um, an inevitability, I've heard getting th- fired, uh, losing your job. Uh, getting dumped or cheated on. I've actually, I've actually heard someone use that, the, thing. the five stages of grief over a relationship. And, and what we, what we have to use, what we have to use an event like this for is accelerating the amount of time that it takes for us to go through this so that we can move on from it. Now, this is where I'll I'll, I'll defend Morgan. Uh, you're already in acceptance phase, right? You want us to go back to work and just live with this thing. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, you can't no. really do that because 99% well, of the people... It. Yes, but 99%... Per, right. we, what we're going to have to do is wait for the general population to go through this. Well, we just need the and right now, they're between denial and to anger. Get, to get pushed down. Isn't it weird that this is the this is curved, too? Just yeah. like the, the flattening <laughs> of the curve that oh. Fauci and Trump keep talking about, is we don't want to hit that... We don't want to go through too much denial and anger. <laughs> we want to flatten the curve to where we can bargain with this thing, get folks really depressed about the reality of it so that they come out of it quicker. And maybe the key to that is making it as transparently serious as it really is quicker. Okay. Without, it could, it could without be denying like a lot of, that it could the be supply... Like a, 
could supply be, chain to grocery stores might get cut off in four to six weeks. But but this could be something that you can't accelerate, that you have to let it take its course, and it's not something yeah. that can be accelerated. Because especially because it's I have an evil <laughs> evil smile inside when, it, when you say that. Because in a weird way, if you do accelerate it, you get through it quicker, maybe at the risk of of forcing well, folks you, to accelerate. Well, no, if you're going too fast, you don't experience anything, and then you're right back in it. That's fair. All right. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know how practical it is to sort of, quote-unquote, force this over uh, our country alone of 360 million people, much less the world over. The wor- and especially because it's such a fluid situation. We, we don't know what's going to happen in two months. What if... Two or three months from now, because we keep looking about the worst case scenarios, two or three months from now, Japan or Australia or Canada has an awesome major fucking breakthrough when it comes to, you know, the the cure for this. Yeah. The closest thing we can think of in the practical sense of a cure. And they're able to mass produce it with help of the different world governments. Mm -hmm. So by July 4th, we're all out and about with our sparklers and not giving a fuck. That'd be amazing. That could happen. What if it could? Everyone right now, th- they're trying to be realistic. Oh, it's, it's 12 months away. We're 12, 13 months away from a vaccine. You'd have to what convince me that we live in an age of, of where cures are profitable, full-out cures. Because then I would ask you, why haven't we treated cancer, cancer AIDS, AIDS, or yeah. any of the— Why a coronavirus? Why? Because, because it, it shut us down for four months? Yeah, because right. the aid, that is the incentive. But AIDS is not going to shut down the world economy and make people lose billions of dollars. This fucking happens. Then that's a false positive in many, many more ways than one. I, uh, think, I think it's a conviction of who we are as human beings, which is shitty, but I think right. it's the truth. But then then it's not a learning experience. No, because it's yeah, <laughs> It's not. And I'm saying what I'm saying is, though I agree, and I'm, I'm sorry to say that I agree that this is applicable in this situation, don't be don't don't make it make you feel like you're a bad person for agreeing with the fact that that's because yeah I've accepted well, the fact that <laughs> this is applicable that is applicable. Well, I mean, I'm saying it's, I I I I hate the fact that this is applicable because it's going to take a while to go through all these phases. But I'm saying fuck this thing. I hope it's not. I'm saying I hopefully by Memorial so Day by Memorial Day, man, this thing is blown over. Well, we've at least got some normalcy, uh, meaning you can go to a restaurant, but maybe they have to be at half capacity or something along those lines, and people got to be spaced out or something along those lines. Yeah, I mean, it may be too soon, but you 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 we're can go- see it. At least I can. Oh, we're gonna fight for normalcy because it's just in our nature. Yeah. So I think that's what's gonna help. Humans. We're gonna fight for what we know normalcy to be. Yeah, what are ideas right. of normalcy? But, Absolutely. But it's there like might be another end of that rope that's that's pulling saying you guys have no idea what normalcy really is. Yeah. Meaning like the future <laughs> if I'm speaking in in existential sort of terms to 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 close out here. Um the this may be a transition like as far as civilization is concerned, yes, yeah, to a new normal, We're, we can't be removed from entertaining that possibility because it ties into a lot of the undertones of this show and a lot of the conversations we've had on here yeah. and outside of here. We we talk about the inability to hone in in real time when we're experiencing this sort of thing. There's that latency effect. But what if what if you can tap into when that is happening and you sense it and and your convictions telling you that it is happening, then you fall right back into that that trap of of having to 
reiterate over and over that it's happening. Yeah. Coming off as the guy who might be a little extreme in saying that, but then over time, s- things fall in line that that proved proved to you that that that's the case. So, it, what if this is a a transference in in, in many ways of of not only power, uh, wealth, opportunity, life, uh, economy, infrastructure. What if this is a a civilization changer, basically changer? It's um, hard to see uh, from a life day to day perspective. From a it'd be impossible, pr- right? Pr- it's hard for a, to for a from a more awareness of germs and how things spread. Sure, but what uh, if that? has unknown ramifications like what if just the psychological changes that you're not even tapped into or going on in your head right now the subconscious changes that could lead to quite a different world out there if everybody is going through the same changes it wouldn't be by the people the people won't make that decision or Mm. that conscious effort it'll be by industry It'll be by changes in technology, changes in medical. Industry doesn't go through that chart that we that we Why not? just talked about because they're not alive. Are human people running those industries? That could be argued. Okay. Well, maybe that chart doesn't apply here. Mm. I mean, this is definitely going to lead to medical innovation, right? In some way, shape, or form. Medical overpreparedness, I think, for sure. No, I think that we're going to be f- just like with World War Two. I think this is going to lead to some um, just just ingenuity when it comes to f- a forced situation where we have to be, you know, smarter with what we had ahead of the ball. Th- yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's like the 3D printing. Right now, they're going to be implementing 3D printing when it comes to things um, like we, we talked about earlier. Elon Musk said that he was going to do this for people. The uh, incubators, the ventilators, ventilators, ventilators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's better than going to Twitter saying this panic is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, thinking. Elon. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking at that time. He's probably been humbled since then. That tweet didn't age well. No. Um, but no, I think yeah, I agree with Morgan. I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to it's going to have some forced innovation when it comes to technology and how we um, are able to get it out there quicker. And it's also going to have some forced innovation when it comes to our thinking. Yeah. I, I hope to God that uh, this basically forces us to do the thing that I've always talked about on this show, which is break us out of complacency. The shit has hit the fan, and now people start looking at themselves and others and aspects of our society that should have been put under a microscope decades ago. And that at the end of the tunnel, you know, everything comes out for the better. Um, But again, just like I talked about before, it's not going to happen overnight, and it's not going to happen until everyone's humbled and shaken and well, then the heat's got to go up a little bit. Well, what I'm saying is, yeah, well, uh, summer is here. That's what I'm saying. Not literally, of course, but <laughs> the <laughs> shit has the, sh- the shit has not hit the fan yet. It's we've we've been inconvenienced, and I'm, I don't. And want isn't that isn't that isn't that interesting that you're saying the shit has not hit the fan? It has, and yet the shit has hit the fan. But there know. are levels of There's shit. Levels. Well, what I'm saying is that I I don't want to trivialize or marginalize all the people that have died. It's horrible. Right. I'm not worried about people that still can be affected by this when it comes to health and death. But yes. at the same time, 
there's too many fucking people like the kids we listen to tonight that are still ready for normalcy want that are going out for spring break Mm -hmm. that don't give a shit that are not affected Mm -hmm. um until those people and how do you navigate that uh respectively right uh how how do you how do you say (laughs) how do you draw the line between like presenting them with a final destination like scenario (laughs) Why not? People, old, yeah. old people are experiencing that right now. But you now. do that right. psychologically is, is the yeah. key. You don't do it in the physical sense of where, hey, you're gonna die in ten days if you don't give a, if you don't start caring about this. You sort of let their worldview uh, be forced to observe that that reality, and and I don't know or experience it or experience it. <laughs> um, but you can't, yeah, you can't do it. Um, oh man. This is where I sound contradictory because I don't want to. I won't cross any lines. But you can't do it forcefully. But you can't. Uh, yeah, it's it's. You're it's worried weird. about you're worried about being um coming across as sort of abrasive. And yes. And I am going to go ahead and just say. Or it. holier than thou, even it's like a mixture of that. Right. Because I, I've I dealt with that, that all my life. <laughs> it's it's where. Yeah. You it's know, where it's like you know don't toot your own horn too much, and I'm like that's I, d- I had no idea that I was. And that's uh, that's a hard yeah that's that's my struggle that's my cross to bear so to speak. I don't wish any ill will on anyone. I don't want these kids to get sick and die, of course. But at the same time, it's like be all right if they got sick and puked. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, like had a bad week or something. If they they had a week of body aches, is something that would shake the majority of the population out of complacency. Would the best be the best fucking thing that would happen to us as a country? What's more bad shit than bad shit? It was a meteorite. It wasn't bad shit in soup. It was a meteor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your your Himalayan bat theory is bat crazy, is what you said. Yes. Even though it was pretty, it was pretty standard. But I've had more bat crazy theories since then. Miguel, you're gonna have to come back for uh, you might a see future th- episode because I want to get into the bat crazy stuff that's going on in my head right now. I do. There's bad, crazy stuff. All of what I've told you tonight, I was trying to be as sound and realistic <laughs> as possible as I possibly yeah, can you be. You didn't go left I didn't, field. I, I didn't mean, do. I didn't no, have to no, remind no. you very often that we'll I did. Our park close. I'm like right center. Right. Right center field. Sure. No, no, no. Uh, gravity. Uh, not gravity. Uh, earthquake. No. Uh, but just well, think about an earthquake it. in Utah. Yeah. Got any? Who was behind? No, that's that, true. Yeah. Yeah. That could have been a triggered one too, because well, we we didn't get into it. There's a lot of scandalous shit going on uh, in Utah as we speak. And there's a lot of scandalous shit going on in the world. There was a lot of scandalous shit going on in the world prior to all this. And guess what? Guess what? A positive side effect of coronavirus is Pollution. all the scandalous shit comes to a dead halt. If there are MS-13 gangs organizing out there in groups of 20, 30, 40, 50. We're going to catch coronavirus. If there's child trafficking rings uh, that are in groups of 40, 50, 60, they're going to catch coronavirus, minus the children. doesn't affect them. Um, oh, well, yeah. If there are groups of politicians, like the Club of Rome meeting. Okay, can you can you hit me with the Lone Star Park? That No, keep, let me keep going. All right. If there's groups of politicians and elitists gathering in secret locations right now, we're going to be able to track them because they're going to come down with coronavirus. They've already got the cure. Yep. Congress has been hit with coronavirus. <laughs> Prince Albert of Monaco, which is arguably home of the billionaires or playground for the billionaires, yeah. as it's notoriously known. I found out he was uh, Grace Kelly's son, uh, which uh, Say that again, pulled Prince me off. Uh, Prince Albert is that of Monaco. A, is, that w- is that the one that's involved with Jeffrey Epstein's allegedly being one of his old playmates? 
old buddies. Correct. Uh, mutual friend was Prince Andrew. Okay. Yeah, he's he's the, the direct point. affiliation to Epstein, but Prince okay. Albert of okay. Monaco is a direct affiliation to Prince Andrew. Ah. So you know, one would think one big club, they all know each other. But then right. you'd be saying the same thing that Trump knows them, and uh, well, all that of part's that. easy. Bill Gates, who's taking pictures together, and Vince McMahon. Uh, you know, let's stop throwing big billionaire names out there. If <laughs> if they're part of the deal. They'll be part of this first wave. That's kind of what we've seen with the NBA. Uh, Rudy Gobert spread it, spread it to some guys that I can tell were hanging out with Rudy Gobert recently, or maybe after, maybe All Star break wasn't too long ago. No, it was in February, and I told you, and it we've was seen, already there. We've seen some big names. Kevin Durant came down with it. Marcus Smart, et cetera, et cetera. There's a backwards movement track that we can track all of these things down and, and say, oh, okay, these groups of people probably hanging out. What were they doing? Who cares? We'll let uh, QAnon figure that out. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, but you do have to come back for, man, you're even wearing a NASA shirt. Now I'm upset I didn't get into my uh, Oh, my God. I just, I just realized I'm wearing a NASA shirt. Well, you remember Deep Impact, right? Yes, with Elijah Wood. Okay. If there was an asteroid <laughs> that was oh, barreling no. towards us and the government had a sudden change of heart and said, you know, we can get as much money out of these people in the next six to eight months as we possibly can, or we can just let them spend time with their family. This would be an interesting... Uh, all right, we're not ready for prime time with the asteroid <laughs> theory yet. Not quite ready for prime time, but that's why I'm just luring you in to, to hopefully come back to the show for future weeks, Miguel. Even if we're under strict, strict quarantine, you might see me. I, I might have to do this through figure out a way to. Speaking of innovation, do this through Skype or something. Yeah, a lot of people are having their their meetings or being introduced to uh, online meeting arrangements these days. Have to, uh, yeah, have me on speakerphone or some shit. <laughs> we look forward to it, and. Look forward to, I look forward to the, the weeks of this. I know you do. Well, I've got 1,500 movies to keep me busy, even if streaming goes down. Well, Good I'm God. I'm one of those people who's almost never um, home, because like, I live so far away from work. I have to leave earlier than normal, and I stay at work longer than normal, and then I do things like this, and so... I'm only home like six or seven hours a day um, for five days a week. So I've got plenty of stuff that I have to catch up on. I have got plenty to do this weekend. Plus, like I said, got my Bovada account going, and uh, they're still racing horses. So No more birthday parties, I hope, though. No, I don't have anything else. I think this month is probably next month or May. Yeah. We didn't even get to talk into the more uh, light. I look forward to this next one, the more lighthearted things uh, that, that's happening, all the, the movie industry being affected. That's lighthearted. <laughs> yeah. Compared it is compared comparatively, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about the shysty local theaters who changed their mind after ah, uh, after right. a couple tweets went out. All it took was like 15 likes of scumbag Alamo Draft House. And yeah, they changed the tune real quick after yeah. that. Oh, the Shows you the power of the people. Yeah. Yep, uh, meandering episode 21. I'd, I'd say... Uh, I'd say this was a welcome it's return. A kill shot. Welcome, welcome return, and that was a hell of a sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Hope to see you on future episodes, Miguel, and uh, stay safe and stay, stay vigilant. Will do. Yep. Bye.